Good morning, everybody. We don't have Lauren. Um, does anybody know where she stayed last night or anything? Yeah, she did. She seemed fine. Yeah, I just kind of really physically saw her. She didn't know what she was doing today, though. All right. Yeah, that's perfect, then. That's perfect. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> that's fine. If she if she had no real pull to come back, she, it, it just might be overload for her, you know, to expose herself again. I think it would be. That would be a wise call. Good. Okay. So we have some new people who weren't here yesterday. Uh, I, I want to take individual questions today for the bulk of the day, just to make sure that people get personal top-ups, whatever is needed in order to set you on your next phase of it. But just check in and see are you running a personalized story right now? Are you with me, myself, I? Are you moaning about something to yourself? And how wide back can you go? Go to the rock. Be immovable, if that's your anchor. Go to the stillness that's outside of all of it, if that's your anchor. And if you can go outside of everything, then that's the guilt-edged invitation. Outside of time, outside of space. Go home, go home, go home. This dance of the phenomenal world and all of its magnificence and all of its horrors is created by concepts. Some of them might feel like your personal concepts and some of them are concepts created by consciousness in order to have the idea of you there in the first place. In the absence of all concepts, there is no problem at all. There's a knowing that pure consciousness and outside of pure consciousness, there can't be anything arising. And somehow it's exquisitely fine. Totally perfect, complete, ripple-less. Your mind will say, boring, but that's not able to arise outside of all of it. 
So your mind has to have a comment because it's not going to want to go there. Not going to want you to go there because there'll be less attention on the me, myself, I story. And in the day-to-day, maybe all you can do is like stop the personal stories. Concerned about work tomorrow morning. Stop the personal story, let work happen. Stop the personal story. Don't put me, myself, I into everything. It's not about me, myself, I. Stuff happens. But if you want to make it about me, myself, I, ouch. The me, myself, I is taken care of within the unit that contains all. And you have access to that. And once you recognize that it feels more authentically you than the me, myself, I, that's constantly needing support and more stories. There's more authenticity when you're outside of story. Somehow you know, oh, I just made up all that crap. I'm just running stories out of myself just to keep myself occupied. And yet we can still plan and execute things in the world. We're thinking about them and chewing them over and and how does it impact on me and what do I think and self-doubt and fear and guilt. What a waste of energy. Man, give it up. And the only way to do that is by not following the thought anytime you see it arises. There's an all about me story arising, drop it. And you see the addiction to drama, the addiction to having something going on in your life. It's an addiction, it's very persistent. It doesn't lead anywhere, that addiction. It'd be great if we put something on great stones that said like, I believed myself into existence the whole time. <laughs> you know. You know, I dreamt up my legacy and I was proud of it. I mean, like, kind of shit that we run, you know? Like, really? Such effort. For what? For what? For what? For what? Entertainment and suffering. Invariably, entertainment and suffering. Because the more you get entertained, you know, and the more you're in your entertainment, the more things don't go your way, because your sense of what you want and how it should be are going to get stronger. The more you're in the drama. And so things, thing, then things don't go your way. And now, okay, now it's uncomfortable. Now we have the controller in there. Like, drop the whole lot of it. Ha, huh. you know, I just remembered something. Um, in, in my what do you call it? In Ireland, it's a secondary school. It's like 12 to 18. We don't have the middle school. We've got like the first school and the second school. 
So at 12 to 18, I was in a Catholic boarding school. <laughs> yeah, it's nuns. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I made it work for me. You know. But I remember kind of like, all right, I needed an influence because I knew that my rearing was was pretty off. So I, I needed some other influence. So it's like, okay, okay, I think she's a pretty cool nun. So we'll, I, I'll go along with her guidelines and see, see what that feels like. And I consciously did this, you know, at maybe 14 or 15. It's like, yeah, let, let's see who I'll be then. So I did. I, I followed along the track and I responded when there was an encouragement. And I was given a lot of freedom because I was... I don't know, being innovative, or I was given the space, which was great. Um, and when I finished that school, and there's these, this kind of closing ceremony when we were done, you know, and finished the very last week of, of that school, just before university, um, I got an award that was never given before, so they said, and I don't know if they started doing it afterwards, I don't know. And the wording was, for recognising my, this was the head nun, for recognizing my idea of a Loretto pupil. That, that was it. And I remember thinking, wow, I did it. I did it. And I remember for weeks afterwards processing, I don't feel any different. What, what, what did I do that for? Okay, it was to get the recognition, and I got the recognition. What now? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm that sort of young woman and I'll go to university and I'll see what goes on. But I couldn't bring it with me. I couldn't... It was just empty. Just totally empty. Totally empty. And it was a great blessing because there was this knowing that, you know, having the ideal life, you know, the, the miracle morning, that's kind of the new thing, isn't it? You know, you, you do an hour of certain practices before 8 o'clock in the morning and you become really successful and, you know, you make loads of money and you, 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 you're whatever. Everything works beautifully, you know. Manifesting your destiny, having the ideal life, all of these things were always seen through from then. It's like, yeah, but you're going to do all it says in the book and then you get it right and then you just feel as empty as you always did. So I was lucky, it's just, I just remembered it now actually, I was lucky that I, I saw that at 18 or 19, you know? So if that's going on for you, you can do those things to make your lifestyle better. It can't make you happy. It'll make your lifestyle better, it'll give you a set of values, it'll, you know, uh, Maybe make life a little bit easier on a day-to-day -day basis. But does it change the inside feeling? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But as long as the outside is working for you, and your mind still wants external gratification, and that does it for you, it's going to need the next bit of gratification, the next bit of gratification, but eventually that can wear out, and you'll be like, I can't sustain this anymore. I just... And with age, we end up saying, I don't give a crap anymore. Like, the hell with that. I don't give a crap. And thank heaven that mellowing comes with age. Something else wears it down, you know? Time <laughs> wears it down. So it's fine 
to set up your lifestyle in a way that works for you. Is it going to do it? No, it can't do it. Living in a better house, having a better car, having more income, having the ideal partner, which lasts for a while and they discover they're not ideal anymore. It all works for a little while, but you know, that's not where it's at. That's not what brought you here. That's not the pull. That's not going to answer it. So no story will work. None. Except going home and discovering what's outside of all these conceptual creations that we will infinitely come up with. Infinitely. So what to do, huh? What to do? If you need to invest a little bit in in straightening up your lifestyle, fine, do it. Without the personal eye, take practical steps, plan, execute, make things happen without the personal eye. Oh my God, it'd be terrible if that doesn't happen. No, 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 no personal eye. Do your best to make your lifestyle work for you and then let it alone. Then let it alone. It's like, okay, and the unforeseen things are going to happen and you'll get tested. Okay, we'll have to rearrange things a bit here. You know, a tree fell on the roof. Okay, it kind of throws things up a bit. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Don't make drama out of it. Be practical. Sort things out. Keep the personal eye out of all of it. You resolve things faster, your lifestyle is smoother, and you've got more bandwidth to go outside of all of it. To stay at home, where a tree falling on the roof of your house is actually just nothing. It's just like, okay, that's what happened now. All right. Let's deal with that. And you just roll with it. You just roll. Life is much easier, phenomenally. But you just can't have anything in life that's anywhere close to letting your attention rest in truth. There's nothing, nothing that remotely touches it. You can't. You can't. So check to see where your value is. Is your value system still on the outside world actually can make me happy? Or are there a few things that you need to sort out in your domestic life to kind of straighten things up so you can forget about it? Sometimes you need to do that. You know, it's like, okay, because we get transitioned a lot when we're doing this work. Things kind of fall away. And sometimes you've got to let them like, okay, let it go, let it go. No one to let it go. Everything's up in the air for me to, to, to collect much less. Ten things go up in the air, life will leave you with two. Don't start grabbing the rest of them to fill in the gaps. Be in the emptiness. Be in the emptiness. Perfectly all right. And then step back. Step back. Let life scale down if it needs to scale down. There's less to distract you. Unless you really want the drama, you know, that's always there. Drama's great for a while. Where are you looking from right now?
how wide a perspective do you have? Or are you glued to me, myself, I? Can you pull right back? And from the wider view, you can do practical stuff. I'm sure you all know that you can drive the car when you're actually resting in stillness. It's such an automatic thing. Do you ever turn up someplace and you're like, whoa, I don't remember a bit about that journey, and I wasn't daydreaming either. Hmm. That's a nice little, just the eye is absent. Just, just at home. So we can function. We can function very well, actually, without the me, myself, I imagining that it's in control. So the me, myself, I, let that component break down in your brain, let it fall away. personalization aspect, that component, is wired to keep drama going, which will ultimately lead to suffering. It has to. It has to not work, because something has to want you to want more, has to make you want more. So there comes a point of, there's a few chairs around you. Do you want, would you like to plonk on the chair? Yeah, there's some over here at this side. So it's really about checking out, like, where's my value system? You kind of need to know that yourself. It's like, actually, no, I'm really interested in the world. Okay, you'll fall flat in your face. It's going to happen. Don't be surprised. But if you need to have that experience, you need to have that experience to spin it out. But the more you can pull back and stop the me, myself, I, Stop that. Don't make it all about me. Nothing is about you, the personal you. Nothing. Even other people's opinions of it is nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. Nothing at all. Don't make it about you. So there's phenomenal freedom for me, myself, I is having a ball. And give it time, it starts becoming empty. And then there is freedom where what must happen, what has to happen, the movement of pure consciousness creating all of it will move through you. And that's what you end up doing. That is such freedom. Oh, wow, that is such freedom where your mind isn't hijacking your action, your words, your thoughts, your motivations, where your mind is not hijacking it. And that's where your attention goes. So the total freedom, go there, go there, where there's no personal agenda at all. But you can't do it, do it as long as you have a me, myself, I story running. Let that which moves all move your form. Let every action come from there. It's a complete loose 
letting go, like get out of the way. And the wisdom of what happens at every step is just exquisite. It's kind of like there for your enjoyment. It's like, I have no idea now where that's going to go. Let's see. So it, my mind certainly jumps in there every now and then to like, I wonder how that's going to unfold. It's like you end up being curious. I wonder if that's going to happen now or not. Let's see. That's as much as your mind does. It just kind of is curious. But for you to see, it's like every time, I want to say such and such a thing now. Where is that coming from? Is that me needing to do something? Is that me believing I know what to say or have the right thing to say or I can help somebody? And like, hold on a minute now. There will be no motivation if it comes from pure consciousness. You won't know what the motivation is. You won't know. And you won't care either because you're not engaged enough in what's happening. And sometimes no movement happens at all. Less movement will happen for sure than what the mind would do, because the mind is all about being busy. It's a drama-making mechanism. What needs to happen will happen from pure consciousness. And as many, there's so many people that I've heard saying, oh no, 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 there was no mind there, that was just a movement from pure consciousness, and it's like, Actually, if we do a bit of digging, you'll find that it was a piece of conditioning that you don't even see yet, you know? So, you really got to check with honesty. Really check with honesty. What's going on here? Am I going to support this? That's coming from my mind? Or just say nothing and let the chips fall as they will until something comes from another place? And my mind hasn't edited it, audited it, and tried to upgrade it. It sort of does, no? As if it can improve on, like, that which moves all. You know, your source. You, you, really, what you really are. You know? This conditioned ball tries to just improve things. You know? It's an arrogant little thing, isn't it? The personal me, myself, I. Yeah. That's self-righteous too. But these are the things that it does in order to keep itself alive, you know. And it's only alive when it's working, when it's got your attention. It's not there otherwise. That's the interesting thing. It's just not there unless your attention is on it. Seems to be. Oh, that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's have the chair open and who would like to come up? Who needs some? Who needs to talk? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Good morning. Good morning. Or probably good afternoon, whatever it is. It's all right. Take a few deep breaths and tell it it's okay. 
things that it wants to grab onto to ask about and talk about and say and express, but none of that is real. Well done. <laughs> yes, none of it is real. Do you know that? Yes. Yes. I do. So, the thing that is left that's still hooking me currently is uh, fear and trust, I think. Um, trusting that I, that big eye is going to know what to do if this the phenomenal me lets go of control. I think that's a huge struggle for me. It's okay, breathe into it, it's okay. So let's call it bluff and let's say, all right, with, you know, the little I, the personal I dies and the absolute, the, the only I that there is, doesn't take over. Let's say it just doesn't move, which is kind of impossible, but let's say it doesn't move. What's the worst thing about that? I guess nothing. And if it goes the other direction and the absolute, the I, runs amok and does things that Damaki would never have done as a woman. That terrifies the crap out. Okay. I think I think I'm terrified. Of the bigness. I'm terrified of going crazy, of losing. I'm afraid of who I'm gonna be. I'm afraid of losing everything. Because that's what I feel like is gonna happen. No, he was the crap out of me. But there'd be no me there. <laughs> Do you know? The fear of it is worse than the event. Because when the personal little eye is under threat, fear is its strongest card. And it's got nothing at all to do with what will happen because it can't imagine what it's like without itself. It's like, I'll be gone. I, I'll have no more control. Ooh, that must mean trouble. Like, that, that's its story about it because it can't imagine the absence of itself because when it's not there, it doesn't miss itself. When we go to sleep at night, when there's deep sleep, there's no fear running. Oh my God, I, the personal eye is not running here. There's just deep sleep, no dreaming. It's gone. It's not scared that it's missing. You see? So that fear can only be there as long as the personal eye is there. So then whatever does happen when the absolute, when the big eye is flowing through and, and it's only that, 
there is no place that will register loss. It's like, oh, this is what's happening now. This is how it's unfolding now. And you'll be left with a curiosity. Huh, how's this going to work out? Everything is changing. Huh, I wonder what it's going to change into. That's what your brain will do when it's left with not knowing the next step. The controller leaves and curiosity kicks in. I've experienced that. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So mind is fighting for its life, you know? The thinking, (laughs) personalized aspect. It's just fighting for its life. I guess like one last thing that's holding. Yeah. 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 It does feel like you're jumping off a cliff and there is an abyss. No safety net, no landing place, an abyss. That's what it feels like. That's the only way the mind can kind of, you know, an analogy like that or a a simile like that. That's what the mind will create. Yeah. Jump anyway. Jump anyway. Let yourself be enormous and full of light and visible in ways that you never have been. The potency of your divine essence has to be let free to do whatever it wants to do. And the consequences are none of your concern. (laughs) The entire unit takes care of the consequences. There is a divine efficiency in everything that happens. Sure, things might go up in the air for a while, but the divine doesn't get it wrong. (laughs) Do you know? The right and wrong thing is just the thinking mind. That's where a separation and duality kicks in. Okay. How do I practice stepping aside? Surrender. Surrender. So some kind of sentence would be good as an anchor to remind you. Um, This sentence is useful. And if it doesn't work for you, we'll find another one. But some people have found this useful. Just repeating, there is no personal I from the place where you know that there is no personal I. So anytime it's like, it's like there is no personal I. And that, the knowing of that can only come from the big eye. So if the personal eye is saying there is no personal eye, you know, it's just nothing's going on. You, you'll know, you're just playing a head game. But it pulls you back and it shows you, oh wow, it's just a friggin' thought. There's got no substance at all and it falls flat. Because there actually is no personal eye. There isn't. There isn't. It's only a thought believing itself into existence. And believing that the fear is real. Yes. The personal I will believe the fear then. And now we have story and all kinds of awful things can happen, which are just stories. Completely unrelated to actually what will happen in the absence of the personal I. It must be unrelated because it can only imagine good things and bad things. That's all it has. Because the personal I is hinged into duality. 
It only has good, bad, right, wrong. I'm okay, I'm not okay. That's all it has. Which box is it going to put into? You know that the person alive won't be there to enjoy the absence of itself. You know that it's the death of the person alive. So then it has to interpret it as a negative thing because it knows it's not going to get the positive. You see? So it's doing the best thing it can do to try and stay alive. But it's pointless. It's garbage what it's throwing up. So when any personal thought comes up at all, there is no personal lie. Just run it like a mantra. There is no personal lie. There is no personal lie. There is no personal lie. Like, in from the place of knowing, there is no personal lie. And it tends to weaken the neurology that runs the self-referencing. Yeah. It weakens it, you know? It's like there is no personal lie. Your, your mind actually will... If you say something enough, it will take it in like a piece of conditioning, because that's what it does. It takes things literally. So it'll take it in as a piece of conditioning. Oh, there is no personal eye. And that's what weakens. It's like a new piece of conditioning. It's very positive conditioning. So the self-referencing is like, oh, it loses its authority, you know? It's like the opposite of it being stubborn. It's like, oh, I'm invalid. Oh, oh, I I don't exist at all gets softer and softer. And I already feel the fear around all of the stories that my mind wants to create around that. It's fascinating. So with an option, all those stories, it's like a ball of spaghetti based on nothing. It's just idea. That's all it is. One big fat idea with loads and loads of little aspects to it. There is no personal eye. There isn't. It comes from nothing. It's just ideas. It has no substance. It's empty. It's empty. Completely empty. There is no personal eye. There is no one who can suffer by your self-referencing network stopping. Nobody. It's just using your brain in a different way. (laughs) There's nobody there. You are the big I. You are the absolute. Shrinking itself for the experience of fear right now. Get big, huh? Get big. Don't be afraid of... Stop hiding your light. Stop hiding it. There is no personal life. There really isn't a personal life. So those thoughts are based on nothing. It's like, hey, there's no personal life. Where are those, what are those thoughts about? Is it making sense? Yes, it's silliness. <laughs> yes, it's silliness, but darn it, when it's being believed... Becomes capitalized silliness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Alrighty. Chair is open. Yes.
pull that mic right up close to you. I, I know. Instead of the fan, can we do that? Would that bother people? It's hot. It's hot. Yeah, oh, it's it is hot. Yeah, it feels much better, doesn't it? It's, hot. it's very hot. Seventy-two. Yeah. <laughs> no, every thermostat is, has its own moods. I think. I can wave a palm from. No, it's just the noise I want to go, but people are hot, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see how it goes. If the AC is bothering somebody, we can, you know, reverse it or whatever. Let's see. Okay. Well, I can relate to what she was saying. Uh, there's so many, there's so many levels, there's so many different layers that I want to ask, that I want to know. And um, the bottom line of all of it is I want to just let go. I want to just, great, I just want to be there. I just, you know, I know over the years there's been, you know, many layers let go. And many times I've been maybe there. And then life yanks me back and. Yesterday was so deep and so amazing, and I was in the abyss, and I was there. And no one had ever been able to get me there, so I, as I said earlier, I so honor that and appreciate that. And I left here, I guess at first I thought, when I came out of the meditation, of course I wasn't out of the meditation, I thought I'd feel bliss, like what you were talking about yesterday. That's what I've always felt when I got to that level. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. I was still... I've been trying to describe it, and I don't know why I'm trying to put words on it all day. All last night, I was like, why are you trying to analyze it? You don't need to analyze it. You just need to let it go. So I know all that, but that analytical want to try to figure it out, want to try to control it or do better or get yes. there faster or whatever. I don't know. Yes. So um, my physical body felt so heavy. It was like trying to move my legs and my arms and just go was hard. Yes. <laughs> you yes. saw it. Yes. Um, and so I was watching myself. I wasn't in my body. And I made it to the beach. And I just plopped down. And, and I was up on top of the little sand dune that has been created now. Watching all these people and their stories and who they were. And just feeling like this overwhelming feeling of if it's 
all of an illusion, what the hell are we doing? Yes. Why are they out there doing what they're doing? What you know, I'm watching the babies and the parents do their thing, which I've done and I do, and I it's like it's all illusion. It doesn't if it really does I couldn't hmm, I know that intellectually or esoterically or spiritually or but I have a hard time in my everyday life doing that, letting go enough to not get caught up in my everyday drama and everyday life and not be pulled into it. And, and I don't want to be anymore. I want to I wanna get out of the fear. I want to get out of the guilt. I want to get out of that stuff that keeps me doing what I'm doing the same way. So tell me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting that it was difficult to move your body when when you're outside of it all. I wonder if your system just doesn't know yet how to physically function when that perspective is the only one that's running, when there's just pure seeing. And then the mind is trying to, of course, it's going to try and figure it out. Um, and it doesn't need to, but that's just habit. But knowing that it doesn't need to, and knowing it's like, so it, it's, it's wise to let insights come rather than mind figuring it out because mind will invariably get it wrong. But insights come, you know, just new seeings like, oh, that's what's going on. Oh, gosh. That's what's going on. And I did feel that. Great. I did feel a Great. lot of that. Like yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, it happens if you're way out differently there. Yeah. Than usual. Yeah. And just, you know, the plants look different. The world looked different. Yes. Everything. Yes. Felt different. Yes. It, it all. I kept having this feeling like maybe. It was what you were saying, the integration was happening. Yes. That I had gone so much deeper than I had before. Starship Enterprise came to mind. You know, yeah. Voyage. Yeah. That, like you said, my, I wasn't, my body wasn't ready to yeah. integrate the rest of it. And I, I went yeah. home, luckily to an empty house, because Good. my daughter and my granddaughter lived with me. And, um, it was empty. Yay. Yes. And so I went in my room. I ate a little bit and went instantly to bed. Yeah, great. At 9 o'clock and didn't wake up till 8 o'clock this morning. Well done. I like the sound of that. And when I woke up, I thought, oh, I knew as I went to bed, I was praying for insights and dreams and just remembering dreams, and and which I did, but there weren't very (laughs) insightful dreams, which I really expected. It's fine. And I expected to wake up with this, I don't know, like something different, something significantly different. And what was it like when you woke up this morning? like normal again. Uh-huh. A different normal? Yes. But normal. <laughs> yes. So integration means it feels normal. It has to feel normal, otherwise it's not integrated. Okay. Okay? But... 
this is what's going on, is that your system doesn't know how to function in normal life when you're outside of it, especially when the body is heavy and you're, you're outside of any thinking capacity or believing your thoughts and your body is heavy. It's like, okay, that, that's, that's because the, the, the wiring isn't in place yet for, for the body to work efficiently, to do its stuff. So that's, that's the level we've got to work on. Sleep is wonderful because the body does so much when we sleep, if you can get it. Um, <laughs> so, so waking up with the new normal, is this morning, is the personal lie there? She definitely tried to add in. Okay. Um, but I think I... That this, it's, you know, it's very little. Yeah. Um, and even functioning, you know, this morning with the family was um, just different. Okay. Good. Okay. There, there will remain for quite some time the sense of an eye. Just the sense. Mm-hmm. So that it's available there as a reference point. Mm-hmm. But there will be a knowing that it's not you. And you become unable to believe a thought. You end up kind of forgetting how to believe thoughts. It's like, how, how, how can you believe it? Like, because it's so clearly a thought. I need you to be there. I really hope that's true. I, mean, yeah. I really want that. Okay. What can I do to make that? What really wants it? Is there a personal lie behind that? Probably. Okay, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm not taking a probably. We well, need um, to, yeah. You need to be able to check yeah. this layout. I think yeah, it probably goes into the trust thing. Um, because if I let go of the personal eye, totally. Yes. What's going to happen to everyone that I take care of? Yes. And yet, I know on a higher level, everything will be taken care of. Yes, as well. I know that truth. Yes. It's acting that truth that I have the hardest time with. So can you see that that is a story rather than going into the content of the story? Yeah, it's just... It's just story. Any story will do. But that's the story that's being believed right now. Mm -hmm. So as long as there's a story that's being believed, you're back in personal eye. That's your way of knowing it. It's like, is there stories being believed or is this just all happening and created by concepts? But is there a story about me, myself, I, and my world being believed right now? And if there is, she's active. So, even if I go into the story, if I'm talking in conversation to someone, and I'm seeing that I'm going into story, is that good news? That I can recognize it? Yes, Step out of it. Yes. Versus... Yes. Because I'm talking story now. Because I, this right. isn't real at all. Right. But I'm talking story as if there is something important for you to do. And phenomenally, there is. There is steps you can take which will help phenomenally. Is it real? Can it not real? Not at all. So, for myself, uh, you know, it's like, of course, this is story. But within the story, this is very valid within the story. Is it really real? No. But, but that's fine. 
There's no clash there. It's not like telling a lie. It doesn't have that energy at all. It's not like it's true or it's false. It's just that that's how we function. That's our functioning capacity. We communicate through story. So we, every piece of dialogue is story. And even if something is Jack's experience, Jack is sitting on a chair right now, she isn't, she isn't. Like, the physical form is sitting here, but actually I could find another few places where I am, and actually there's more of me outside of all of it than buying into this, this movie at all, you know? So, so can you handle those kind of different points of perception at the same time? So. Yeah, I think you might be able to, you know. I think I think certain times, yes. Yes. I yes. Think it's those. Yes. Pivotal points. Yes. I haven't so far. Yeah. I know I can. Yes. Yes, I think you can too. So when you're believing that, whoa, will I be able to function and take care of the family? When you're believing that, the personal lie is running. Whereas the actual action of taking care of the family at home is quite different. That comes from another place. You don't need your thinking mind. You'll just do what you always did. And habit will take over. I guess it's kind of like learning to walk. It's like that yes. feels so yes. foreign. Yes. And I know what you're saying is truth. I, I get it. Yes. But it feels... How does that look when I... Yes. So if you weren't to think about it or figure it out, then it would be. Then it would just be. Because the interference is going to come from the mind. It can only interfere at this point because it has one agenda. Keep story going. Keep believable story going. You see? Yeah. So the staying outside of all of it means you don't get to chew over this stuff to try and figure it out to help you on your way forward. The staying outside of all of it is like, okay, integration will happen and this form is going to move. And if I go a little bit gaga for a few days, I'll reconnect myself somehow. It's going to be fine. It will be fine. And you might go a little bit like, did you say something? You know, to your, to your daughter, like just, just not completely, all your senses just not registering, you know? I don't feel it's going to be anything more than that for you. But slow, a bit sluggish, not quite. It's like, hmm, when did I go shopping last? What? Hmm, I can't find that. You know, just little gaps. That's fine. Totally fine. Think less. Here's another good one, one that would be good for you. Run a phrase, the search is over. The search is over. The search is over. It is over. We're talking refinement. Readjusting. Reorganizing the cells to, to support. Hanging out. In the absolute, in the source, whatever you want to call it. The show's over. There's nothing to look for. There's nothing new to find. Nothing. And I'm glad you went outside of all of it and there was no bliss. Because even that experience stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The show's over. It's done. 
and something cranks again. Life picks you up again and clearing happens. But you know every story has nothing to do with you. It's just the personal being tidied up. But it's not believable. It's never believable. Never. <coughs> believability. You've really got to see through believability. You get it, yeah. Right. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You're welcome, You're welcome. <laughs> Who feels a pull to come up? <laughs> yeah, I think so, Darla. Like her body was moving, and then and then she was like, "Oh, I'm not sure." You know, some part of her knew, but the mind was just checking it out. It's lovely to see that. It's like, there's the plan. There it is. Um. So. I'm doing my homework that you gave me, have you? Yes. Um, I, I don't take anything personally. Uh, it's, my kids are dazed and confused in that story. <laughs> I'm like, what? Mom isn't screaming? I do something for myself every day unless I forget what you said was okay and I could just start over. And I'm working on the love myself unconditionally. That's a, a tricky one. Um, but so I wasn't going to come to this just because I was going to do this like an annual check-in. But I was kind of drawn to that. Because for me, so I'm not sure if I... I'm like the spiritual toddler. That's how I feel. Like I'm banging pots and pans together when I come up here compared to everyone else. Um, and you nailed it at the beginning because you talked about the two reasons, which is we're either hooked on the me, myself, and I, or not ready yet. And I have a, in my story, I have a unique combination of very active left brain, but not a lot of self-esteem. So a little bit of pride, but not, so I'm working on that, um, which is a lot to tell to a room stranger. <laughs> but it's hard for me to let go. Like I'm, I still, I live in a house with agnostics. Um, and so when I meditate, or today I, I went to the spa as part of my self-care thing. Um, and I kind of, at the end of the spa thing, first I let her touch my feet, which I never do. And so she did this foot massage. And then I, I was just completely away from the me, myself, and I, my body. And I thought, am I asleep? But I really wasn't asleep. It was just that moment. And for me, that all feels like coming home. 
Okay. It does. It just feels like I'm two and a half or three years old and I'm home and I'm comfortable. And so oddly, I've been coloring like I did when I was little, and that helps silence the rational ego left side, and I can just absorb what's being said. So I guess I kind of want more homework to get closer to that silence of the personal eye and the skepticism and the, the doubt. And are you an agnostic? Um, no, I'm Christian by just because I was raised that way. So my basic theology, and this comes from my agnostic husband, is that we're all raised a certain way. Like, I'm sure if I had been in India, I, was, I would be Hindu, or if I was born into a Jewish family. And so I'm pretty convinced. I mean, even when you teach religions, it's kind of like the God of Abraham and Isaac is pretty much the same God of, as Muhammad, right? We just have different phases. Sure. You know? And I've always explained the Trinity to my kids is water. So it's all the same. It's just water's God, and then steam is the Holy Spirit, and Jesus was a chunk of ice. You know, we could feel him and touch him, and, and then he melted back into the water. So that, for me, I have to have that... Overactive left brain. <laughs> I think and analyze everything. And so I did a really good, March was pretty good with everything was bullshit. Like I, something would happen, I was just, oh, it's all bullshit. So I'm not going to overthink it. But it's just hard for me to, to sustain it. So no, I'm not agnostic. Yeah. You know, I, I pretty much know that there's this supreme... And, and it's all, like, Christianity is the same thing as a lot that you say, because we sing this little song with kids, you know, this little light of mine. Yeah. And so that whole idea that of oneness, that we are all, that we have an inner divine, that we are a piece of that, that is all comfortable. To me, it's, it's almost sure. like in nature. So we're a piece of it when we're running the personal life, when we're in separation. We're all pieces of God. Mm -hmm. And when you pull back, you go, holy shit, I am God. Mm -hmm. You know, there's only God. It's all God. Yeah. And that all makes sense to me. It's yeah. just letting okay. go of, of, you know. Yeah, the busy mind. The, yeah. 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 Qué complicada. No, I had a thought and I'm waiting for it to come back. It left. It might or might not come back. So when that lady in the spa, or person in the spa, was massaging your feet, do you think you left your body or did you go? You said you went home. Is there any chance that you left your body because it was just a freaky yeah, experience? Yeah, everything was purple. Oh, okay. That's all right. So I, it just was like, oh, I'm not. And then the timer went off or something. And I was like, oh, shit, where, where am I? You know? Okay. So, yeah, it was like a little, what? Yeah, okay, that's not being out of your body. If everything went purple, then, then that's, that's you going home. Okay. Okay, this is what I was going to say. I was going to ask. So in your Christian upbringing, did you have a, a was, was Jesus inside? How, how, was there a love for Jesus? Was, was that there? Yeah, it was like a friend. 
And okay. so when I was a probably, I don't know what grade, but I don't know. It just, yeah, he was just someone to talk to. And I kind of have a personal relationship with Christ. Okay. But I think that that's just, it's just, the, it's the paradigm that I was exposed to. Yes. But you know, very often when we do this work, we have to kind of revisit what, what, how we interpreted spirituality as a kid. Because as a kid, you know. You know, you're not here long enough, you know, and there's a period of time before the conditioning comes in and all your thoughts are believed. But you know, mm-hmm. there's like, these adults are friggin' nuts. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just making up shit. Like, it's yeah. not that complicated. And of course, we're told we're, we're stupid, you know. Well, we, we were in my time anyway. So, <laughs> and Kevin, kids have rights now. But, um, so, what we did with religion, actually, some of us have to revisit it because there's very often a gem there because as a kid when we knew something and if we were if we had a, some kind of a positive experience with a religion any religion it tends to have been where we hid our knowing some of us do that now maybe maybe duality was in place and Jesus became a friend the duality maybe was already in place by the time you got the Jesus thing but Jesus was all about love. His frequency was all about love. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah. And when Jesus was kind of... For people who Jesus was inside, mm-hmm. that's a great way to find the frequency of unconditional love. That if, makes sense. If Jesus was inside. If your mind needs to put the label of Jesus on it to reconnect with the frequency of unconditional love, that's totally fine. We can play the, ga- the, the mind's game you know, no problem. We can use it for, for, for truth. Right. You know? So if it is like connecting to that Jesus frequency mm-hmm. inside for you to like be outside of all of it, for pu- where there's pure love. Because loving yourself, being gentle with yourself, self-confidence, you know, nurturing yourself every day, it's all moving towards you finding through things, through action, through attitudes towards yourself. It's about you finding the frequency of unconditional love. It's actually a kind of a vibe. It's like an energy. Yeah, that makes sense. I want you to find that, and it might look like what Jesus was when you were a kid. It might. I think you knew it. I think yeah. you knew it. Yeah. I think sometimes that story and trauma and all those things get in the way from the knowing. Yes, yes, that's life. That's life coming on top. But it's about reclaiming what was there at the very beginning, you know? We, we just take this mad loop to go back to where we started. And it's all for nothing, you know? It's really mm-hmm. all for nothing. It's just for the heck of it. And some to of us have a, To entertain, indeed. And some yeah. of us have a crappy time and some of us have a pretty good time. But, you know, when you get called home, it doesn't matter what it was like at all, you know? So that frequency, I wonder, could you, can you pick it up where you dropped it? Well, I have 25 years of military training, so part of what kicks in is, um, you know, I'm really good at my, I was really good at my job. And letting that go, letting that organize good order, discipline, giving orders, being in charge, taking, you know, I, I Can I call that trauma? 
<laughs> Sounds like it. It wasn't. It was it, for me. It was a framework in a world that, uh, when your brain is always seven steps ahead of everybody, it gives you framework and order and structure. So you know, this yeah. person outranks me. This person is senior. This is my role. Okay. This is my responsibility. So it was, uh, it really worked for you then. It really worked yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was mostly men, and they don't like listening to. They're still. It was very much the good old boy network. And a lot of trauma, like physical trauma I had to deal with, but you kick ass take names. I mean, you yes. just build this yes, when you get through it. So it's the more work that I do on that piece of finding that vibration that you just described, the mind, the harder that other part digs in. So it's kind of like this internal you know. okay the structured side will be of use to you but it might just be parked for a period or just contained like giving a yes, contained specific yes. playground there's a place where it is useful okay. but it's a skill set it will cease to become a thing that's useful for you to evolve because going in, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a much more intuitive, non-brain activity. <laughs> you know, yeah. and the brain has to adjust itself, has to become kind of malleable. Hence the colouring. Hence the colouring. So you're on the right track with it. Okay. Yeah. So, so the organized one, and even like, I'm really good at this shit, I should be able to use this, this, this skill someplace. Drop that. It's like, if, if, if God needs those skills to be used, then you've got to trust that they'll be picked up again. And if they were what they were, and that's the end of it, so be it. Let them go. Just have no attachment to them at all. You know, being good at something is no reason to keep it alive. Right. We can be good at lots of things. And hey, that was just the ride. Mm-hmm. So there's a letting, a bit of a letting go there. Yeah. Um, and you know, at some point you're going to lose your husband's understanding entirely about this. Entirely. In some ways, he's he's totally supportive. So for he's the most Christian person I know. Who just happens to be agnostic. Okay. <laughs> he he embod- his behavior, his personality, his yeah. caring for others, yeah. like embodies everything that Christ taught. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not so sure that yeah. it, that any specific religion can explain everything. Yes, I, I go along with that. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So it's not an atheism. It's just yeah. a, He's got the value system. He just doesn't have the belief system. Yeah. It's not so, a bad thing. That's he doesn't okay. need to buy into a paradigm. He yeah. figures everybody could be right and everyone can be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Keep telling him just pick something, but it's not worked in yes. 30 years, so yes. it's not going to work now. Yes, but if he has an experience, it'll change things for him. Somebody like that, invariably, it's like, oh my God, spirit came and walloped him over the head. And it's like, oh, everything I thought was just not true. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. And a whole other paradigm opens up. That's usually the way someone like that gets uh, walloped. Walloped, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. 
So that's fine. It, it's not going to come with him, come to him through his mind. I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't think it is. He'll just, he'll just get, it'll just, a bomb will go off sometime for him, you know? Yeah. I think so. Okay. So we're parking the, the framework, the structure. Mm-hmm. You pick it up as a toolkit when you need something, but it ain't appropriate for living your life. Okay. And find that frequency. Whether you know it as Jesus or something else, find it inside. Sure, continue to, you know, we're kind of, we were doing things on the outside in order to find it on the inside. When you find it on the inside, you end up kind of living from there. Mm-hmm. Not because it's the right thing to do, but no. that it's behind stories. It's a frequency. So it's not because of Jesus. It's not because of a belief system or a value system. Mm-hmm. It's a frequency. It's a, it's a trick to bring you away from the me, myself, I story. Can you, can you feel what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it's... I don't know if I can feel it, but I, I get it. It's like the white noise that I used to play for my grandmother because her mind was looking for a frequency because she's deaf. Yes. And so she would hear running water and it would wake her up and she would think she had to turn something off. But if you just played either soft music or white noise, that vibration in the room prevented her brain from kicking in. Yes. So yes. I think that's what we're talking about. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Perfect analogy. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's there already, you see. Our brains just, just got wired another way when that was the conditioning, and then we just got to undo it again. Mm-hmm. It was there all the time. Yeah. You see? And that's the piece, like, it's home. Yes, it's home, yeah. Yeah, it's home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I great. More homework. i got to go write it down. Hello, Jack. Hi there. So um, I'm feeling like I have more access now. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, and there's a diminution of... Uh, is the microphone okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good, thank you. And um, there's a diminution of uh, sort of the tendencies I've had, the OCD stuff. Huge, it seems like it's dropped hugely. And I've been um, very brave in certain respects, so I think that's helped. Stepping into yes. new uh, behaviors and, yes, you know, sometimes I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's amazing that that happened. <laughs> yes. So that's, I think, helped greatly. And that was not, a, I didn't know that that would be a byproduct. Yes. But it has been. So. Yes. Um, but I still, you know, due to this recent experience with a significant other, I'm drawn toward drama. Yes. I realize I'm quite dramatic. Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I said that too fast. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, astrologer would say, yes, Anne, you have six planets in Leo, in the house of Leo. It's a really ridiculous comment there. But anyway, very dramatic. And um, and I know, you know, like I, on the way here, I'm drawn toward this story that has a lot of juice for me, but it's been extremely painful. And I'm, I keep saying, go back, go back. Go back. And I don't think there's anything else for me to do in that regard, but I just wanted to check in with you because I do realize and recognize the folly, but on some level I don't. 
on some level, I'm still mm-hmm. clicking in, you know, and uh, like it still has something there. So what's the belief to keep that keeps you uh, blind to the total folly of that drama? Well, through this experience, uh, with this particular situation, um, I did experience uh, amazing things. Like yes. for the first time, great yes. love, you know, great. So um, on that human level. Yes. And uh, I think I, it kind of blew my mind, you know, yes. and it, it filled me with like this, oh my God. <laughs> yes. And I realized, I recognized parts of myself that I had never recognized before. So it was a great awakening and served me very well, but then it stopped serving me at a certain point due to the drama. And, um, and then it's had lots of chapters, and I, I you know, I, I recognize, you know, that I'm still looping into it. And I think it's due to, to answer your question, hopefully I'm answering it, um, just the sheer, how wonderful it was. You know, so I'm still holding on to that. So is there an underlying assumption that you might go back to who you were if you let him go? He's the symbol of the the part of you that you explored. And so if he's gone, do you go back or you've no other access to exploring or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm giving him a lot of significance. Yeah. And he has a certain way of being that um, I seem to be drawn toward people like that, you know, and... I know having somebody with less drama would be much better for me, but um, there's something about that situation that continues to call me, and it's obviously, you know, he's um, he's a kind of wild character. So, yeah, so maybe there's a part of me that thinks it's going to be a little, I don't know, vanilla or or not as engaging or as you know. I I think yeah, I'm I'm. I'm giving too much to that, and even though the access is continuing to grow back, you know, I'm feeling more access. Yeah. Partly because I'm not reacting to things as much. Yeah. So I'm seeing, yeah. oh wow, this actually, you know, my mind isn't as engaged in the concerns I used to have. Yes, yes. Which is huge, which is great. Yes. Yeah. So being attracted to a wild character, does that safely give you permission to be wild? Well, we, uh, it, it did bring that out. I mean, I didn't, yes. I wasn't wild, wild, but you know, yes. it did free me. It did make you feel freer. I felt freer. Do you need somebody to do that with? No. Although I'm, I was very much in that loop. Uh, do I need somebody to do that with? Well, I know, I know, I know. No, you don't, but experientially. I'm speaking from, yes, uh, from yes. my system right now. Yes, that's the question. It's, that's the it's, question, because I, I know already. Um, you know, I heard years ago, and I will answer the question, but I heard years ago, growing up, I, I was in, living in a... Well, it doesn't matter where I was living, but I woke up one morning and... I saw this beautiful blue turquoise light, and I heard a voice say, you will find your marriage in the inner bliss. Yeah. And this was years, and this was back when I thought I was going to be like a monk and never marry and never have children. <laughs> this wasn't the case. But, um, 
And um, so, uh, n- no, I know I can experience that within. And that this is a pale reflection. Yes. It's a pale, very pale reflection of the inner experience. It is, but I'm hearing something else from you. Okay. There's a certain kind of organization that our personality needs to do. You know, like our confidence needs to be strong. Yes. There are certain things need to be kind of in place in order for the ego to drop fully. Right. Right? And it does seem like while you're interested in a, a bad boy. Yes. I, I, you're interested in that because somehow it gives you permission and safety and boundaries around feeling freer and feeling loose. It's like it provides you with a container so that you can have the experience without actually totally losing yourself. Ah. So when the container is provided by somebody else, of course, of course it can only be temporary because it's giving you a temporary experience in order to kind of finish off Mm. what needs to be experienced by the personality to round you out. Yes. You, you know? And there's a recognition of that, that all yes. this is happening, it's, it's, it's yes. all serving so, completion. Yeah. So, it, mm, okay, so, so, so a bad boy gives you a container, it gives you somebody to play with, and in some way, their experience of being bad allows you to trust their wisdom about how far you can go. Mm. You see? I'm, yeah. I'm talking from a spiritual perspective, right, right, like, right. right? So it kind of gives you it gives you a boundary around I can play within here and I won't lose myself. Uh, you see, I won't lose my compass. yes, yeah, my, yeah, where I'm going, yes. what I'm really doing it for, yes. because you're only experiencing life in order to know yes. that it's not what you want, exactly. And so, while you know that intellectually, you still have an experience that's still pulling you out. Yes. So, so if there is anything that's undone, it's it's the recognition that the need to play and feel free and feel very loose, mm-hmm. we need to get that solid. But the way you've been protecting yourself is by doing it with a guy who puts walls around it for you. Okay. Can you, can you feel where I'm talking from? Can you see well, what I'm Well, because he survived his own life and he is given yeah, permission to Yeah, he knows to how stuff. to be bad. Yeah, he yes. knows how to he, be bad. He knows. Yeah. And so that's can, a new experience. For that's me. a new experience for you. It's, and you kind of I've been on burn on, on yes. You hang on to the coattails of it. And, yes. and you can taste it. Yeah. You see? Yeah. You see? But how is that creating a boundary? Because when you dance with somebody else in that way, yeah. somebody who is a bad boy, you don't know. There's some innate vulnerability or fear, hesitancy around playing on your own. Ah, he's giving me permission. He's giving you permission. He's giving me permission. And he's, ah, yes. That's it. He's giving you the permission yes. and he's, he's putting a boundary around it. Yes. Because he's not going to get you into trouble. Yes. But yet you're able to like be loose, totally oh, yeah. loose. Yes. Totally loose. <laughs> yes. You see? Yeah. So it's like somewhere inside you, if I'm totally loose and somebody isn't watching, watching me, danger, danger yeah. will happen. Yes. Because already I've stepped so much further beyond anything 
Yes. I would have. But imagined. when you're doing it on your own yes. without that bad boy to yes. protect it, when you're doing it on your own, that's kind of the next level. Right, right. It's like, okay, you're going to have to trust that you can play, you can feel loose, yeah. and you're in your own power. Yes. You're not the child saying, I need you to be daddy and, and hold hold. Oh my out. God, yes, I've experienced that recently. Yeah, yes. you see? Yes. Need you to, yes. to hold the container for me so that I don't yes. run amok altogether. Yes. But let me play in your playground. Yes. Right? Yes. So you don't have your own playground yet. I don't. I really don't. You don't trust yourself. I don't trust myself. I don't. Don't. But would you consider this like a baby step toward at least the recognition? The, it's the recognition. It's yes. the recognition. So, so I had to kind of have the experience to recognize. Sure, of course. That was the yeah. only way you could do it was somebody yes. kind of taking you into their playground to show you how to play. Yeah, because all along, you yes, yeah. all along it's been spiritual in that sense. It was a recognition because I was stepping. Yeah. You know, yeah, I wasn't yeah. staying with the yeah. you know, very good girl, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I didn't do anything terrible or anything people. <laughs> Had a boyfriend, that's all. <laughs> but, you know, and that's new. Um, uh, but, yes, okay. Um, all right, I kind of lost myself there. So. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So, so the playing, the looseness. Yes. Mm-hmm. The looseness. You, 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 you did it to that point with yes. that person. Yes. Okay? Uh, the relationship has gone down the toilet. You know that, don't you? Yeah, but I still keep... You do because he gives you permission to play. Yes. That's why you're in there. I know. In your head. I know. It's because that is where you play. That's yes. where you feel the looseness. I do you think feel it's him. You think it's him. Yeah, I feel it's the looseness. It's not him. It's the way you allow yourself to be when you're with him. Yes. Yes, that is it. Because I, I keep, even though my mind says no and I access and I do all these things, there, there keeps being a drawn towards. Yes. So the freedom yeah. that, that you, the way you hold yeah. yourself when you're with them, the way you laugh, the way you speak is entirely different when you're with them. It's entirely oh my God, different. it's really something. It's, yes. uh, yeah, you're entirely different. That's, that's more you. That is more me. It is. And he actually did a lot of things. He gave me a lot of advice that's really helped me. Sure. Like, you know, Annie, do this, you know. Sure, he was he, setting up the boundary around yeah, you. Yeah, he was to like, show come you on, girl, you know, get it together, you know, because I was yeah. looking very... Yoga ashram like, and sure. you kind of, you know. <laughs> yes, told you to buy a pair of jeans. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Get out of those yoga clothes. I'm so tired of them. Oh, they're great, by the way. I know a lot of people wearing them. But I've been wearing them for years. I was like, Okay, come on. He gave me a lot. He was telling me the other day, I told you to do this and this and this. And look what's happened. And I am grateful, you know, like. That's so it. he was putting the boundary around for yes, you he to was. show you how to play. Yes, how to play. Right? Oh. Redefining your new space. Yeah. It's not about him. No, it's not about him. It's not about him. Just spirit came through him to show yes. you this is the parameter of your playground. This is what it looks like. This is what you wear. This is what you look like. This is how you yeah. walk. This is how you dance. This is how you have sex. This oh is my how you... God, the whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You see? Mm-hmm. And the loosening is much more the authentic M. Yes. Right? So the parameter, stop giving him credit for it. Okay. It's not him. Mm-hmm. It's not him. It's not him. No. It's what you needed for you to evolve. Right. So we've got to get you playing. Now, do you need somebody else to show you how to play, or can you play in your old playground? 
where you're going is to be able to play in your own your own playground. playground. Exactly. And know how to play so that you integrate it and there's no dependency with a father figure right. who's going to show you how to do it and yes. tell you how to do it. Yes. Or a guiding figure, not even father. It's just a guiding, yes. protective, physical, tall stature. Right. Everything about, I'm the authority here. Right. You see? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't know how to do it. So yes. we got to get you to a place of where you were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you've got to learn how to play for yourself and to let that skill be part of who you are. Yes. The other didn't suit you. No. It was like wearing too tight clothes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was so constricting. So So many ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Great. You see? Yes. So I'd love to see you able to play. Mm -hmm. And if a man compliments that and wants to play with you, fine. Mm-hmm. But there is no dependency on him telling you how to play. Right. Mm. Okay, big difference. Yeah, because already that guy is telling you how to play. He's giving you new rules, mm. and you're like, this doesn't. No. See? Yeah. You're outgrown it. You've outgrown it. You don't need his rules anymore. They're not working for you anymore. Yeah. There is emotional attachment, so. Just have to deal with it. Yeah, let's go. Deal with it. Let it go. That's just that's just a breakup. We've all been through that a good few times. Ooh. You know, not I haven't gone through really. Well, that's part of the constriction. This is, this is part of yeah. yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. You know, even a functional relationship or a dysfunctional relationship. If you fell in love, yeah, your heart's gonna break, but it heals. Yeah. That's that's attachment. Mm. Yeah, and you is. let them go. You let them go. You move on. Yeah, I've never had the full experience of that, yeah. actually. Yeah. So I, it has brought a lot to me just to go through the getting into story. Yes. I got into it big time. Yeah, you did. I really did. You yeah. did. That's oh, fine. Oh, I did a good job. That's fine. But it was only six, eight months, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like 10 years later, you know? Yeah. There's an efficiency in this. Yeah. Heal your heart. Move on. Oh, okay. Learn how to play yourself, to find your own boundaries. In the morning, okay, I'm going to got to be loose and free and today is for me to play, mm-hmm. me to play. With mm-hmm. or without, doesn't matter, I'm playing. That would be really good. Okay. So it's your new MO so that you can integrate the, the new who you're becoming. Yes. And then she can fall away. But we need yeah. to get this part straightened out first. Okay, great. Go out there and play. Play, absolutely play. Yes. Play, yeah. That's a good homework assignment. Yes. <laughs> It yes. is. It's wonderful. And it might be tricky. It might be a little tricky. Yes. <laughs> you know? Because, I'm, you know, I come up against ideas. Yes. That's um, the thing, is to blow them out and see, well, yes. what's, what's my authentic pull here? I mean, I'm amazed at what already I've enlarged my, what I find I can do. Yeah. yeah. Like, enormously. Yes. Yeah. That's got to keep expanding. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so. Great. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Sure. Why am I looking at you, Woody? Okay, that's all right then. That's all right. (laughs) Who's coming up? 
Yeah. Willing. Willing is good enough, Deb. <laughs> when Anne was talking about going to play, I was like, but she could take a nap first, couldn't she? <laughs> <laughs> you got good homework. <laughs> oh, I did. Um, you know, I feel like I understand all of this. Yeah. And um, thinking back to, you know, when we were, when I was a little child, I, I knew. I knew. And um, I have an underlying story in spite of the fact that I feel I've been totally blessed, like given so much. I never knew it. And I was always fighting and arguing, you know, arguing with a mother-in-law about maids. I mean, things that I just was so, um, I don't know, I had these like principles and this righteousness that was always coming forward. And it, and it was uh, years ago that I, I started to recognize just how blessed I've been. I always thought I had to work so hard and I had to fight so hard. And the underlying story for me has been that I don't want to be here and I want out. It's And I didn't want to come up here and admit that out loud. And I've been wanting to do a private session so that I could tell that truth. And yet a lot of people, I think, do feel that way. You know, we're not really supposed to be here. It's not what it's all for, and that we really exist in this bliss, in this... And and the question for me is, like, you know, because I know that's the story and I don't want to listen to it, um, but sometimes it overtakes me whenever there's really big stress or I lose a job or I get disappointing news, that voice overtakes that, you know, I don't want to be here. I don't want to have to work. I don't want to have to try to figure it all out. And since I was in Sebastian, I was, I mean, there's so much stuff that's happened. I, I have been, I'm starting on Tuesday, a full-time job, and I've been waiting for a full-time Grace. job for 10 years. Grace. I was also diagnosed with breast cancer. So it's like this, I want out. Well, I've found the route. <laughs> but it's really new, and it's totally survivable. And yes. And the other thing is, is I was gifted uh, insurance in January. It's the first time I've been to a doctor in 10 years. I, I never went. I just believed you didn't have to go. And as long as you kept yourself healthy, you didn't need anything. And I got insurance, so I went. I mean, like, this is such a huge story. But it's all happening kind of like at once. Um, I don't know. Life is picking you up again. <laughs> I sit there and Sebastian and say for two years I've done nothing and and uh, and I feel like something's going to start happening now. And you told me, yep, you're going to start getting busy. And uh, I don't know what the question is, you know. It's like, do you fight or do you go with that voice that says it's okay to just go? Okay. <clears throat> when that story runs, I don't want to be here. Right. That's the personal lie. Yeah. But the personal lie doesn't exist. Right. So following along the personal lie, and maybe I will go, well, better look next time, Chica, because, like, let's go at it another way, because if you're going to keep the personal lie alive, that energy is going to go on. 
Right. Why would you go out when part of you is still asleep? When you know the truth, but yet you're entertaining a belief system, a story from the personal eye. I'd like to get a big sword and hack that off. Yeah. You were never here, Deb. It, it's, it's like when you get emotional and it gets so loud, it's like, does the feeling come first or does the story come first and produce the feeling? Like all of this, it's been so created, you know? And in the meantime, I was like in bliss. I was living in these environmental places and I've always had enough and I've never been hungry. And, you know, it's like, it's just so amazing uh, to have had this personal eye that has made it so difficult. <laughs> yes. And it's funny because I heard a I heard a little child, an eight year old child, saying to someone, "It's so hard." Uh, <laughs> and it's like, why would you come in with that being your story? Do it, does a lot of people do it? I mean, we. She heard that somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. She heard that somewhere. Yeah, just like my daughter when she was three, telling me she was fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she heard it. Yeah. Okay. So the personal eye is, you know, doing its thing and it's got a certain story that gets believed. Right. Everything starts with a concept for the feeling. But some of the concepts don't happen in our brain. It's us as pure consciousness. The concepts can be in pure consciousness? Yes. As pure consciousness is kind of moving towards the part of pure consciousness that turns into form, it a concept gets created there. That gives rise to the feeling, but the first thing you're recognizing is the feeling. Mm -hmm. If you were in pure consciousness, you'd recognize the concept before the first emotion. Mm -hmm. That we're not really here. You'd know you're not here, and there'd be the sense of, oh, there's an emotion, oh, it's empty, it's got nothing. It should be gone. To get out. And it wouldn't roll into, I have to get out. Right. It's like you, you're, you, you're a bit asleep there. Right. And the emotion is the first thing you recognize. And the next thing it plops into, I got to get out. And it's like, now, now the personal lie is alive and kicking, even though you know it's not true. It's not valid. We are not going to give it that power. If you're going to go, you're going to go, but not because the personal lie is alive. Not on my watch. I mean that. Not on my watch. So how are you going to do it? You know, it's like I've cried so much in my life. I can't cry it away. It's not going to go away if I just cry and cry and cry. Like when I watched Lauren go through it yesterday. Is that how it's going to work for me, too? No. <laughs> because no. it's already partially gone? Yeah. Because I'm too old? <laughs> <laughs> Just the first one, not the second one. It seems not to be age-dependent, thankfully. <laughs> we need more vigilance. Right. And that, when that emotion comes up, it's like, whoa, I'm already rolling right down right. into a personalized story. Right. Here I am. I'm owning this emotion. I'm saying, I'm feeling this. There's identification with this feeling. Load of bullshit. Step outside of it. Dissolve this. Is this in my body? What's going on here? How come right. I've accepted that this is my reality and that th what's going on here? Right. 
but it's me as the big guy, as the absolute. It's like, what's going on here that the personal is, is, is experiencing this? What's going on here? Because every emotion just passes through. But this one is becoming a concept and a belief system. Uh-uh. An emotion passes through. Story less, label less. That's as much as we're going to tolerate. Just don't listen to it. Oh, it's bullshit. Right. It's what cranks up the personal life for you. Right. Vigilance. Like, you can't, you can't be wishy-washy about this. I know. It's you an can't. hour never. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's an hour never. It's like, hey, girl. This is it. TikTok. Let's put, let's, let's, let's put the skids under you to get your act together now. Yeah. That'd be a darn good reason for breast cancer to come your way. That'll do it. Shake you up. Yeah, it'll shake you up. Wake you up. Uh huh. Yeah, it's totally survivable, by the way. <laughs> you know, that's the little voice, though. Do I really want to? You know, but. That's the ego. That's the personal lie. Right, that's the personal yeah. lie. Yeah, it's natural to want your body to heal. That's what you'll want naturally if your personal lie isn't trying to. Sabotage it? Sabotage it. Right. Because that's all it's doing. You're right. It's running that old pattern. Emotions running into the thought. I don't want to be here. All this good is still coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're done when the personal lie isn't there. Then you can pop off any which way you want. Right. But not with that personal lie still there. Still having believability. Still being able to influence your mood, your behavior, your thoughts. Nope. Not having it. Yeah. It still feels so strong, though. But you know it's bullshit. Right, I do. I do. I know that it is. Okay. You know that you're not here. Right. It's just a thought that's imagining that you're here. You know? Let this play happen. It's fun. It's light. Keep it fun and light. But the personal lie is hell-bent on making it heavy. It's so heavy. Yeah. (laughs) You'll recognize the heaviness when the personal lie is there. Yeah. You know? It's like, whoa, I'm onto you. I'm onto you. Yeah. Okay, can, okay. You, can you be vigilant? Can you be really on top of this? It's a sneaky one. And there's no reason for it, because you know the truth. You know? I do know. Yeah, you do know. I've always known. We all have. <laughs> yeah. It's how we know it's home. Yeah. We know it already. All right, here we go. Yes, vigilance. Okay. Vigilance. And, you know, heal your body. Yeah. Heal your body. That's a separate thing. Yeah, I'm going to be there in Sebastian next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That can happen, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so glad everyone's here. And those beautiful smiling faces. Thank you. Is it lunchtime? Not yet. No? Okay. In about an hour. Oh, about an hour. Okay, can we, can we take a, a stretch? A stretch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
see if there's access to outside of me, myself, I. Put more attention there. Was saved, Norma. <laughs> no, 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 she was saved. Come on, Claire. Are you sure? Yeah, of yes. course. Okay. Yeah. Norma's humming and hawing for a day and a half now, so you know. <laughs> I wasn't actually thinking I was going to come up. Ah. Yeah. But um, I was just trying to come up. Yes, that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. When something else and not the mind is in charge, which is great. was around clearing um, it's a question was it around um, clearing self-doubt and standing in your own potency was that it that was a lot of it yeah okay yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and standing in my power okay all right Mm -hmm. what does it feel like to not be in your power Not honoring. Is it familiar or was it just there some of the times? The not being in my power? Yeah. Um, I would say it's there's certain times. But what? not always. Okay, not always. Mm-hmm. What happens for you to go into that mode of not honoring yourself and thus not being in your power? A 
brings that passion up? I think it's a couple of different things. One is if I I have a tendency if I see someone else wanting to take that presence, I'll reflexively like uh, take a step back, like okay, that's okay. Um, that might be one. Mm. Um, the other is that um, actually we're talking about this today is that. Uh, I have this oversense of wanting to take responsibility for um, myself and everything going on. And if, if I don't, if I miss on something like that, it's like I need to be like overly um, aware and conscious of myself. And I give myself, um, I don't let myself go on that because I want to be making sure that I get all these things done. And that if I don't, um, I think I give myself a hard time about it. And um, then that creates the insecurity, self-doubt, and what have you. Mm. So it's like I, I'm not allowing myself to let that go. Yes. So what would it be like to be sloppy? Um, I can be untidy at home. Untidy. <laughs> <laughs> um, untidy. That's a very mild version of being <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> but there are certain areas where I, I, I don't want to be sloppy at all. And I get, um, and it's usually around work, and it's like I, I don't have a lot of tolerance for myself, or um, that, that's a part I don't want to be untidy about, or sloppy. So there becomes an overarching sense of responsibility in that, but I, I, I like that, I want to have that. But okay. it's tight. It's tight, it's exactly. Tight. Yeah. I'd like to see it being efficient rather than tight, constricting, and heavy, you know, a sense of responsibility is really an ability to respond. That's all it is. It's an ability to respond. But it's heavy for you. It's like serious or something. Mm-hmm. And it's important that, that, that you take it seriously. Yeah. There's something like that running, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. But it doesn't exactly... It, it gets a job done, but the price is too high. Because the risk is me um, not okaying myself or lack of confidence if I don't do that. Yes, yes. And the Mm -hmm. unknown punishing yourself is yourself. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, life goes on. Yeah. You know, there's sloppy things done all the time and we still get by. Mm -hmm. What's so awful about not being on top of things? Letting myself down and other people down. That's that's really difficult for me to think about that. I'd love to see you mm-hmm. setting up a coffee meeting with somebody and not going. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. Just standing them up. I'd love that. I have accidentally done that. <laughs> and what was there a huge consequence for yourself afterwards? I felt horrible. Yeah. I'd love you to just have a giggle about it. Uh, It's like, oh my God, I stood them up. I'm one of those people. Oops. And have a laugh. I was telling um, Derek a little while ago, I felt awful that I didn't have the tissues here yesterday. I felt like I let you down. (laughs) Yeah, because it was on the contract and I let you down. So, yeah. Is that kind of a thing? It's kind of OCD kind of stuff, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. We're going in that direction. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't see myself as OCD, but um, around responsibility and letting someone else that, down. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got that like, contraction. We really don't want that any that tightness. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not OCD, but it's in that direction. Direction of tightness. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. of like this has to happen, or you know, or I give myself a really hard time. Yeah. you know. Yeah. So I think it's where I see this overarching looking upon myself to make sure that I do all these things that I think is holding me back from. Yeah. Going back there. Yeah. Because, because I want to. Yes. But, um, but there's I, no I, guarantees. There's no nothing. Uh-huh. And you're going to have to trust that something else will be efficient enough to get by. It will definitely look like you're dropping balls left, right and centre because your mind will set that up for you to see the in- inefficiency of operating from without the personal eye. Your mind will set it up that it's disastrous and you can't trust spirit to do it in order to keep itself in place okay that's going to happen okay all right so if i get super flaky then yeah that would be really good (laughs) it would be really good okay yeah if you're like i'm going to like somebody here i'm sure you have all right okay some of you guys live locally i'm going to have claire call or text two people at random to meet, and she sets you up. So you already know. Would that be all right? <laughs> this, this, this much as you know, you won't know when. You're just going to have to go inside and see. Am I going to show or am I not going to show? And you're going to have to follow your own guidance. Are you up for it? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's two people, and you can't say, this is an exercise Jack made me do. Like, you can't do that, because then, then they'll know. You see? It's mm-hmm. got to be like an authentic... All right, I've got two people to, to, to let down here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And you are not allowed to punish yourself. You've got to see that it's a giggle. It's like, you know? I'm going to stand them up. Right. And to see the lightness in it, and the fun in it, and the freedom in it. The freedom of breaking your own rules. Okay. If you have the experience of it, and nothing awful happens to you as a consequence, and you don't run the self-flagellating stuff, mm-hmm. it might be interesting to see that actually shit happens. Sometimes yeah. people yeah. punch you, they can't throw up or show up someplace and why would I why would I run all this loop let's not show up and not run mm-hmm. the loop mm-hmm. let's just not run the loop yeah yeah and watch it and like there it's trying to go into like self-punishment it's trying to go there I'm not mm-hmm. doing it yeah I'm staying outside of all of it I can as you were saying as I can see this agenda that I set up for myself at a certain point in time where I felt like I didn't have my parents whatnot showing up for me as I felt like I really needed and wanted and yes. so particularly with my daughter it's like I will make sure that I am there for her all the time yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I think that generalizes a bit yes yeah. yes yeah. so I think that that's probably there's where the that old comes wound to build on yeah yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. sets that into place yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so recognizing that so you're kind of parenting yourself in your sense of responsibility. Yes, I think so. Mm. Well, there's like at least one going to show up. Yeah. So yeah. I'll do it for me and everybody else. Yes. Okay. But you know yourself, the, the way it impacted on you has nothing at all to do with the people you're going to 
uh, they're not going to be traumatized by it. Remember that. Do you know? <laughs> I need you to run different wiring. Do the same action with different wiring. Okay. To free it up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And just like, nope, nope, I'm not, I'm not running from that old template. I'm not, I'm not going to obey that. That's not going to dictate this experience. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. You know? Yeah. I can't show up for that. And if you need to, like 10 minutes into it, I'm sorry, I can't show. If you have to do that, do it. Okay. If it's like, this is just too much, I can't do it. If you have to do it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if you have to say, actually, I, it's a no show for me. Yeah. You know, if you have to do that, that's fine. But by all means, like you've got to find another response inside yourself. It's like, mm-hmm. and a good one is shit happens. This is just life. I'm going in that direction. Oops, no, I'm going in this direction. You know. And even to, you know, if your daughter is getting the opposite extreme, that's not serving her well either, you know, because you're trying to heal your own childhood through your daughter, you know? That I'm always yeah. growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? She, yeah, I know because she's not doing well right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. And I'm trying to be overly. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. She mm-hmm. might need a bit more space, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and. When she's, when she's allowed to spread her wings a bit more and mom isn't always there looking over, she's going to grow up and take more, mm. you know, take up more space herself, you know? Mm-hmm. I think she needs that. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. You know? Right. You know, and it's like, hey, I can't come to such and such a thing on Saturday. Is that all right with you? You know? And, and let her be, yeah, sure, whatever. That's not great. No more. Don't say any more about it. It's like, she's okay with it? Fine. Cleared it. So practice, you know, engaging with her to see what she needs and what she doesn't need. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. I think I've gotten a little bit better about letting myself down. Like, okay, I'm a little bit lighter about that. It's, yeah, I, okay. I, I, it's more difficult for me if I feel like I let other people down. But I'll, I think I'll adopt a new template. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to run a different action and response inside yourself. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's hard, you know. The way you're doing it is hard. Mm-hmm. It's just hard on yourself. Yeah. You know? yeah. Anything else that you see that I need to be aware of or address? So does the system of it, something needs to be right or there's right and wrong, is that very strong with you? Around certain things. Mm-hmm. Certain things I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. You're easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you make a list yourself of the, of the things that you're tight around right and wrong and, and drop those values? I think I just need to bring them into more yeah, awareness. Yeah, bring them into awareness. Yeah. Bring them into awareness. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's a fun way to do that? To break it. So such and such a thing is, is the wrong thing to do, Right. Take the opinion, or the, it's, it's an opinion that's ignorant that you would never do. It's interesting to adopt the position of the side that you would never take and defend it. Just with your husband, you know? Just, or Rob, whatever relationship is, I'm not sure. But <laughs> do you know? Just, just, just like, all right, I'm actually going to be... Um, 
you know, promoting this particular politician for 20 minutes. I'm going to argue it. And just, just role play. Just role play. Just role play. And just get into the skin of something that's just wrong. Yeah. And actually, I could. Okay, great. I could do that. Great. Great. So, first step is to make the make a list of your right and wrong. And then whichever side you're on, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Go into the side of the opposing argument, that's right, and argue that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go into the skin of the of the thing that's not okay. Because right. I think part of me knows that it's, as you said, all it's all an experience and everyone's having a different kind of experience. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's just getting into that aspect of that. Yeah. Go into the, that's going into that experience. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, Go into the other side and taste it. Mm-hmm. And taste it. And it helps mm-hmm. us to kind of balance it out. Mm-hmm. Helps us not to be so kind of stuck in the right and wrong. It just loosens it yeah. all. It's like, yeah. actually, there is kind of a logical argument for supporting such and such. You know, huh? It's interesting what we find. Because we have to justify what we thought was wrong. And we understand more about the opposition that we were so against. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, even like, you know, breaking into somebody's house is wrong. It's like, okay, I'm just going to be a criminal for a while. <laughs> and, you know, in a conversation for 20 minutes, and I'm just going to justify breaking into people's houses. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Something that's really, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, no, I'm just going to get into the skin there and just just feel it. Just bringing yourself over to the other side in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love mm-hmm. to loosen up all yeah. that because they're kind of connected, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Because because when you when you do something wrong yourself, mm-hmm. punishment comes. So I want you to to feel how actually doing something wrong is just my perspective. I'm trying to draw the two experiences together now. Do you know? Mm-hmm. If I'm if I did something wrong to forget the Kleenex yesterday, that was just a perspective. It's like, oops, I forgot the Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because Rob and I talked about this on the way here, that um, so part of it is can be uh, a growthful evolution for me in a practical, like there was a practical part of what I did that was not um, helpful for the situation. So it's just adapting that practical part that's um, without the judgment around it. Yes. That, yes. Um, inclusive, like, oh, okay, that was not a, pra- a helpful practical yes. thing to do. Um, so and it then have so story what? around it. Then there's a so what? what? Yeah, it was just a learning. It's just it just was efficient. what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, maybe I'll do it different next time. Mm-hmm. You know, and with me, it takes me five or six times of doing something inefficiently before I break the pattern because I'm not watching anything. You know, I'm like I'll eventually get it. Keep telling me, love. You know, I've been telling Derek like keep telling me, I'll eventually, I'll eventually get it. You know, and I might or might not, but it repeatedly say the same thing like. Organize the fridge. I mean, the fridge is a total freaking mess. Everything just the space there, the space there, the space there. And it's like, oh my god. So, like, and he's like, systems, systems. <laughs> you know. So he did like for the first two years, he kept pushing everything that I might get the pattern. You know. Yeah. He's given up. Yeah. 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 Systems guy. Yeah. Throw it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay. he, he lost the battle there. He's just like, no, it was untrainable, untrainable, you know? But other things, I, I, I get it. But it takes ages for me to get it. Like, ages. Because 
I, I'm not watching particulars. I'm not running. I'm not. It's like, it's still like, yeah. which, which knob is the hot wire? <laughs> <laughs> I did it this morning or yesterday morning. I did it this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking hate the way there's no H and C and red, red and blue. <laughs> Why don't you just code it, you know? Like, just do the same thing. Yeah, it's like, damn. You know, so, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, hit and miss, hit and miss, you know? It's great hearing that from you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's not, but, but I know that there's, when, when, when efficiency needs to happen, I trust it. Right. I'm not checking up on it. Yeah. You know, so if something yeah. needs to go in the fridge, it goes in the fridge. That's the, that's as efficient as it gets. Like, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the rest of it is just, I don't know, I, I have no interest in it or. I, maybe it's preference or something. It doesn't work with my wiring, and I have no interest in, yeah. in get putting the wiring together for it. None, mm-hmm. none. Mm-hmm. But there's a defined efficiency around other things. I always turn up on time for satsang. I, you know, there's like, oh, there's other things that are not sloppy. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And I trust the the I trust the selection process that divine consciousness. Mm-hmm has done mm-hmm. it reckons that satsang I should turn up on time yeah. or that I should you know not dress in jeans and a t-shirt or you know and it's like it, it, there's an efficiency there mm-hmm. and then there's something that might seem completely nuts or really inefficient and I totally I'm not bothered by either <coughs> so the decision wasn't in either whether it's how I turn up to satsang or how to arrange stuff in the fridge I have no thinking about either one it's the flow takes care of all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not bothered. Yeah, it's just trusting that flow. Totally trusting it to be efficient yeah. in the right place. If it is or it isn't, I'll have a laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Well, it's nice to know it operates that way. It does. It's, yeah. It operates good enough. Good enough, yeah. Yeah, it's good enough. Characters has to put up with. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, sorry, babe, it's not happening. It must be your learning. It must be your learning. And he hates that, you know? But I'm like, it's, it's, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. So you can keep trying to train me or, or dissolve your preference for a tidy fridge. I mean, what can I do? What do you think? I said there's been a lot of listening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he feels infinitely better for getting looser around <laughs> systems. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 how it's going to look when when you step back and let that flow take over? It's going to be quite different to how you imagine. Oh. You won't know. Some things will will remain kind of managed, mm-hmm. and some things will be sloppy. Okay. And it's kind of a nice surprise. It'll be okay. Yeah. It's always okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's always okay. Mm-hmm. It kind of it does what it needs to do. Yeah. I feel more and more of the trusting. Great, which is really cool. I love it. Great, yes, great. Yeah, yeah. Some sticky spots. Yeah. yeah, and the engagement of your brain to make sure you deliver. Mm-hmm. I want to see that really getting softer, mm-hmm. so that you can trust that to deliver without coming in and making sure. Do you see? Mm-hmm. The personnel is coming in and making sure yeah. that you... It's being habituated, so I'm going to have to watch myself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is there f- always. Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. Mm. 
Yes, Woody. and called the ecstasy in the laundry kind of question. Um, to be awake, aware, and alert in the world, and dealing with the world, and also um, in contacts with, you know, people we love, people who are along for the ride, <laughs> whether, you know, through, through um, Process through relationship that we have with people, you know, and, and if we're not going to go off to a monastery and you know, be in, in yeah. a state. So, how that walking, and I really um, found myself thinking about you. You mean talking about watching the news, you know, when you, when you made that reference yesterday. And um, so, this is on both the personal, you know, in one's personal life and in, in the context of one's home as well as this home. You know, and a definition. I mean, it's, it's not even as personal, which it is, but, you know, I've always valued and measured my citizenship by being informed and, you know, how when I vote and things like that. So to be not caught up in, in the um, minutiae and still keeping that awake state of mind and dealing with the drama of people who are in your life, for better or worse, or, you know, <laughs> just because they are. And so those, those kind of contexts of staying awake, walking in truth, and then dealing with the laundry every day. Some characteristics of the personality stay in place, and some don't. And that's kind of tricky to navigate. Mm. I spent a fair bit of time trying to dissolve old habits that were actually intrinsic to the Jack personality. And it's like, actually, uh, what I've got to do with this is just accept it. This is obviously part of myself and not as toxic as what I imagined it to be. Because I've dropped the attachment and I've dropped whatever around it. And it's still there. So, okay. Now, now, now it's got to be just part of the Jack personality. Mm-hmm. So, being... Politically minded. See if you can tidy it up. Is there? Is it? Is it sewn in with a right and wrong? Is it supported by a value system, or is it just something you do? Mm-hmm. All values have to be seen through, seen for what they are. But then there's a zone of where it absolutely has no no significance at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where it operates, but you live in the place where it's not valid at all. But yet you can see how it operates in the world. Mm-hmm. Having both at the same time is where we're going. But if you're involved in, yeah, some kind of political movement or informing people about something, if you're active in that way and you lose the broader perspective, we've got something to tidy up. And that comes from just watching and seeing what the pattern is and see how invested we are and what's the attachment to the outcome. Or are you just playing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because really, we're just playing. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. But if it feels more serious than that, 
phenomenally something can be serious, but against a backdrop where you know it's actually it's it's just going the only way it has to go and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Can you hold the two visions together around those things that are dear to you? I think so. I think with discernment and practice. Yes, sure. discernment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess you could do get caught in it and, and you know, to learn the practice. Really watch when you get caught in it. Maybe keep a notebook beside your bed and write down in the evening, did I get caught today? Mm-hmm. Did I get kind of fired up? Did I get attached? Did I... Start watching it. I think you'll see a lot more subtle layers mm-hmm. if you're actively watching it. And it strikes me that that would be applicable uh, discipline too, whether it's you know a dynamic in a relationship yes. that you're getting charged. With yes, or, or... it's across the board. Mm-hmm. Where did I get charged? Mm-hmm. Where was our button pressed? Where did I get fired up? Where was I defending? Mm-hmm. It's that layer of stuff. It's not that you take stuff personally. It's more that you get you get charged. Mm-hmm. That's kind of your thing that you've got to watch. Right. You know. And yeah. Being right. You know. Like being right. Of course. I know better than. Of course. Of course. That's what a value system does. You mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. It's right to have this value and it's wrong to not have that value. That value system is, is has to be chucked, absolutely chucked. Hmm. You have to see the limitation of having values. The political, the noble values, stickiest of all. The politically correct ones. Ooh, stickiest of all. Hmm. And we tend to be politically correct because we become more aware as we evolve spiritually. So we tend to go in that direction. We're more environmentally friendly. We end up, you know, we have all these other global things because, because we're going into unity consciousness, as I was saying yesterday. That's what that's about. Don't stick on. Don't make it your home. You know? Every value system has to go, no matter how noble. Hmm, that's really... Yeah. 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 No matter how noble. You see? The only thing I'm intolerant of is intolerant people. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. So it's a loosening. Mm-hmm. It's around, there's, there's a place for those values and, and the opposite happens also. And am I going to fight this cause? Can I do it loosely as a game? Or does it, is it too close to my heart? And if it is, drop it. Drop it. If you're emotionally invested in there, mm-hmm. drop it, disengage and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what comes up. Where we're heading is that you'll be able to play in the same arena, more or less, just what the personality needs to do, how the universe will move her, play in the same arena, but not taking it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Be more efficient, and the personal eye won't be involved. And that seems to be, again, to repeat that, but in overlay to interpersonal relationships too. Yes, just, you know, yes, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same perspective. It's the same patterns or that are underpinning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same patterns that are on opinion. Yeah, if we be- believe we're right, we're right on an environmental issue. We believe we're right around what so and so should do in at home. 
Mm-hmm. It'll be running, bleeding into everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because, you know, nearly everybody imagines that they know what's right. <laughs> you know? Isn't it weird? Like, yeah. you know, how's that possible like? How, how are we all right? Hmm. So, um, <clears throat> as a follow-up, I've just been kind of curious, and we've talked about several different subjects over the last couple of days, per- personally or from MC, um, and I've been struck by some people sitting here asking, like, kind of into the ethers of you, is there anything else you need to tell me? <laughs> 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 and just, that's so why I ask you that, as I sit here. <laughs> and, uh, there's something that strikes you that's, I'd love to see you in a social organization where you're normally very vocal, most informed, setting people straight, and actually being silent and not judging what other people are saying. I'd love you to practice that. Be silent and don't judge. And you'll be bursting to say, just put them straight. Just inform them. Just tell them really what's going on and it'll be better for everybody. Yes. And just like, zip up and don't judge. Thank you. Zip up and don't judge. And see what happens inside you. Pay attention to that. It's a beautiful mantra. Zip up and don't judge. That's my son. Okay, thank you. Yes. You have a way of seeing. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> Whenever I get up here, I always think I know what I'm going to say, and uh, <clears throat> I was listening to the last conversation I had with you. It's kind of funny because we Skype and I always see you like Skyping and then when I see you in person, it's like somebody totally different to I'm sitting you know, across from you. It's the same for me. I know. I'm like, if I could cut somebody's I head know. off, I could recognize who they are. But there it's like, oh, you've got a body too. You know? <laughs> Usually I'm in rollers when we're talking. <laughs> She she books in for a half an hour once a month to check in and just just we're doing it for a few months now. And one morning she was in rollers, she was like headed for a meeting and she had these hair curlers and it was like good for you guys, good for you. I was delighted, you know, just just herself in the kitchen, you know. Yeah, that's life. That's life. It's great. Anyways, um, but I was you know I I was coming here, you know, you know I've been under a lot of stress and everything that happened the last couple of weeks where I had the atrial fibrillation that sort of really took me for a loop. Um, and uh, I was coming here like looking for relief and I've been here and I've been like feeling so much stress. I haven't, I've been afraid to get up here because I thought I was just going to lose it. And couldn't talk. I mean, all day, yesterday and today, I just felt like I was just going to cry and I didn't want to lose control. 
Not so much because I didn't want to lose control, because I felt very safe here, but I wouldn't be able to talk. Uh, and I just can't figure out what was going on. It was almost like I, you know, what we talked about, about, you know, standing up for myself and not being a victim, and that what was going on at work was a bigger issue than just what was going on. And uh, I just feel like, I'm, in my mind, what I see is like two different things. One thing is falling apart, and the other is stuck there. And this whole weekend, I've been like so up and down. Like when I do the meditations, I don't see anything, but I like go somewhere that's like out of, I'm like in out of space somewhere. And it's always black. I, I always hope I see lights and people say they see all kinds of things and I'm like in total darkness. Black is okay. You know, and, and, but I'm somewhere. Uh, I'm just, and it's like a relief that I'm just somewhere and I'm not in, in the pain I feel when I'm in... In Norma. In Norma. And then I have all the other stuff that comes up. Uh, and then sometimes, like yesterday, I'm sitting in the little motel space, you know, out in the yard, and I'm looking at the tree and I'm talking to it. And all of a sudden, everything I know is the same. And... You know, like the tree is me and the sky. You know, like remember when I talked about when I was a kid and I used to look up in the sky and, you know, it's like everything is the same. It's all the same. And everybody I look at is the same and this is the same. And, you know, and, and I wake up in the middle of the night and everything is vibrating and I haven't been sleeping. And I don't know if that's like what's happening with my heart or if something else is happening. And I'm afraid. I don't know if it's in my head, or if it's really happening, or if I'm making up a story. And yesterday, this whole thing with work, I just started thinking, this has been a story. It's been a loop. When Lorraine was talking, it's like, oh my God, this has been the... I've been doing this for 18 years. It's like, wow. I was so embarrassed that I've been doing this. And I just got it. And I'm like, I don't know if I can stop it. Seeing, seeing it for what it is, you're halfway out. We can't stop it when we don't see it, when we're caught in it. When you see, oh my God, it's just a freaking loop. Okay, you've one leg out. You're on the way out. It's not fooling you anymore. The things that you describe, they have to start with a concept. Everything kind of does happen in our mind. You're not going nuts. What you're describing is spiritual experiences as part of this process. You know, the body, body vibrating and just a tingling on top of your skin or under your skin or sometimes a charge of energy running right up. Uh, all that kind of stuff happens. It's normal. Black is a beautiful color. Yeah, that's a tricky time. It is. Because <laughs> that void, that emptiness is black. It is black. The void is black, you know. It's absent of, of all color, you know. 
okay, black is a colour, da, 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 da. But it's got that kind of, there's nothing in it, and it's, the void is black. That's how I, if I had to put a colour on it, the void is black. I, I think there was like an opening that happened when you were talking that when I go back, that I just have to say, like I was listening to the tape this morning about if I go back, and I know I can create anything I want in that job. I mean, my boss told me I can have any job I want, but I'm going to go into it and do the same thing yes. that I'm doing there yes. now. Yes. And it's going to create the same stress. Yes. And I'm so unhappy yes. here. That's right. That's right. You know, and I'm only holding on to it because I want the money. Yeah. Did you have the conversation about it? Yeah. And, and the is thing he going to give you a packet? He's going to do it when he sells the company. Oh, shoot. And I don't want to wait. Yeah. I really don't want to wait. Okay. So if I don't want to wait, then I just have to figure out what I'm going to do. All right. And the thing is, is when he sells the company, he's going to give it to me whether I'm working there or not. All right. So I'll get the money at some point. All right. And I know that will happen. Yeah. So I still, uh, I just have to decide that I have to just let go. And yes. I just got that in here today. Yes. So if I sell, if I have to sell the condo and do something else, I'm just going to have to take the chance. I mean, I just have to give up the idea. Like when I listen to what you were saying, it's like I just keep projecting. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm, I'm just really tired. Yeah. Yeah. just outside of your experience right now but that would be what happens what will happen you know when we was talking about it's almost I said it this morning maybe it's better if I just die and it's it was just so funny it was like it was alright if that happened <laughs> um, or I live in another way Right. I like that one. Yeah. Let go, Norma. Let go. It's too painful to stay holding on. I know. Are you there? Yeah. I think this week, I mean, this weekend, I was like, why aren't I feeling any better? You know, like, why don't I feel better? Like, remember I was telling you when I meditated, I used to go somewhere that was like so wonderful. 
every time I meditate, I wasn't going there. It's yeah. been so painful yeah. when I'm meditating that I'm, my, you know, I can't meditate. My legs hurting me. I had to like undo my legs. I had, it's been horrible. Yeah. 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 You know. So you can see what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's like full on mind and control because it's spinning out and it's like uh, enough, enough. It's making it so painful for you to stay holding on. It's got to show you that none of it is working. So that you just totally let go and say, all right, you know what? Let's just let it go the way it's going to go. Let's see what happens here. And every attachment is going to be under threat. That's what happened since I saw you the first time. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, every attachment. Drop the attachment and see what happens. That means you're home. Just drop the attachment. And then be practical. It's like, okay, if I got to rent it or if I got to sell it. I mean, it's big. Sure. It's big for me to just let go. Yes, but you have no option. You know I that. I don't. I know. It's wonderful that you're at that place of where it's too uncomfortable to stay tight. You have to let go. Yeah. You'd be totally fine, you know. Different. Yeah. Fine. And when you've rearranged yourself, when the new norma ah, comes forward, you know, after the big exhale, <laughs> you actually might, you know, I actually could do a day a week back there. I could. But you'd be different. But we got to take you out for you to let your life completely reshape itself, completely reshape itself. You might have to just stop it all. You might have to. Yeah. I know it's terrible because he keeps saying you can do anything you want, you can create the job you want. It's like all I want to do is go back and say, I don't want to stay. Beautiful. I just don't want to stay. Write your letter of resignation. Put it on the kitchen table. Have a look at it and say, does it still feel right today? What part of me says no? Is that the fear part? And does the free part of me, the part, the, the deep part, does that know if that's the right letter? Yeah. Quit, Norma. Quit. Yeah, I never ever stayed at a job ever thinking about money. I feel so dishonest staying there because I want the money. I, I just... And it's, it's a lot of money sure. I'm giving up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's a lot of money. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know... Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's honest. It's not dishonest that you're there for the money. It's honest what you're saying. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of honesty we're after. You know? Yeah. That's fine. What's wrong with doing it for the money? Your motivation changed as you kind of matured out of it. No, I know. I mean, I did a lot of work for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Get it in writing that he'll give you that money when he sells. 
Get that in writing. Uh, Get yourself. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I do honestly know that he'll do it for me. Okay. I'd still like to yeah. just see. <laughs> I would. Right. I would, yeah. Circumstances change, things happen. It's like, mm, I, you need to protect yourself there. Okay. All right. Let go. Yeah. Let go. I know some financial thing changes in a few months anyway, doesn't it? Isn't there some pension that kicks in? Oh, yeah. A few months. All right. Yeah. You date the, the Monday after, right? You date okay. your resignation letter. Okay. Put it on the kitchen table. Print it off. Keep looking at it. All right. Keep looking at it. Yeah. So that you can get used to the feeling of like, yes. Okay. So that you you know where you're heading, you know, so that we can have you loosening and like the finish line is in front of you. I want you to see the finish line. is like, I am so gone. Come that date, I'm so gone. I'm so gone. And I ain't coming back, you know. And you can tell them, ah, I'll just take six months off and maybe I'll come back. Maybe just leave the door open for yourself. But in your head, I am never going to work again. You need to have that space for yourself mm. just to like, no, we'll just see what will happen here. I'll take the step in front of me and let's see what happens here. Yeah, I feel like I want to go back and write again. I haven't yeah. been writing for years and I just just started feeling like writing again and it feels really good. Yay! Fill your life with good things. Mm. You, you've done your time. You've yeah, done your service. Time. Like, it was only the end of October when we met. Yeah. And we were talking about and service. I felt like I was going to die. Yeah, exactly. And I said, you get taken out if you don't do something. And we were talking about service. You have it done. Yeah. It's done. But you know now you have it done. Right. You know it. Yeah. So the next step is to resign. <laughs> so yeah. that you're not every day going into the place of service. Right. You've got to resign. Resign. Okay. Leave it. Get rid of the whole friggin' lot of it. See what that feels like. I know. And so what? You know, it's better to be alive and healthy and well and happy and writing, living someplace that's cheaper than, than needing the support that you get from where you're living right now because your life is so stressful. Because. Yeah. It's like, maybe there's a, a completely different life. Just Maybe. Let's leave the door open for that. Maybe there's a completely different next phase of life for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I heard it. I've just been sitting there. My whole, just everything is just clenched. It's yes. just crazy. Yes. Dramatic change is the only answer. You're at that point. Just moving the furniture around ain't going to do it. It's not going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Can you feel the freedom of I'm I going can. to resign? Yeah. Are you going to resign? Yeah. Can you say the sentence, I'm going to resign? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to resign. And do, do you own it? Does it feel right? Or are you just... Yeah, I just... It's like... It's polite. Polite to what? To, like... I can hear him say, can you... You know, he wants to keep me on a retainer so they can call me once in a while. Like, I just... I, Would that work for you? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what we talked about. If I left completely, <coughs> can, you, 
he wants to keep me on a retainer so they can call me if there's an issue. And is that okay for That'll you? That'll be all right. It'll bring me in a little money. Okay. <laughs> sure. But in your belly, that feels... That's all right. If, all right. You know, okay, then. I might, you know, do okay. that. All right. Soften the blow a little. Okay. I could do that a little. That right. wouldn't make me crazy, and it wouldn't take okay. a lot of my time up. All right. Okay, then. So we're going to resign on a retainer. Right, that would be good. So can you say, I'm going to resign? I'm going to resign with the retainer. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that feels a bit better, doesn't it? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's your mantra. Okay, I'm going to resign with the retainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have that the vision board next to my bed. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to put that. Yes. On the vision board. Yeah, and okay. write the letter. Write, write okay. it. Keep putting it in motion. So mm-hmm. if you keep saying, I'm going to resign, I want you to feel the freedom of it. I want the yeah. looseness to start coming in. Okay. Get your brain used to the idea. I'm resigning. I'm a retainer. Nice, sweet. I want you to, you know, I want to, you to feel the freedom and the looseness of it. Okay. You know, because the tightness is enough, enough already. Okay. Enough already. We don't need you getting sick. You've had your, you've had yeah, your little no. dance with that. It's like, okay, you got the warning signs. Enough. Yeah. You feel the looseness of, I'm going to resign. I'm going to retain her. Yeah. That's your mantra, okay? Okay. Yeah. Where you, where you, can I swallow this? Is it right? Does it feel right in my gut? Do I need to refine it in some way? Because the fear will try to get to know the difference between the fear and what makes you feel light. What comes from a good place and what the fear is saying. No, that feels good. Yeah. Yes, that's what we're after. Yeah. That's your monitor going forward, Norma. Okay. If it feels good, because if, if, it's, if it's selling the condo, if it feels good, I'm going to let this go. If it starts to feel good. Yeah, you know, I started saying, well, wait a minute. I mean, I love the condo, but you know what? Maybe there's another alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, like a little place, somewhere uh-huh. more quiet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, good. Definitely, I don't have a problem with a messy <laughs> I definitely need to get rid of stuff, so that would be a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I want to get rid of stuff. Good, good. Loosening, letting go, yeah. loosening, letting go. Like, you start next week. I, I, I have yeah. started that already, but definitely yes. want to get rid of all yeah. the stuff. Okay, good, 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 good. All right. Okay. The end of the old. It's done. All right. You're resigning on a yep. retainer. Right. Okay, I'm resigning on a retainer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm cleaning out my house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. All That's right. right. Let the new phase begin as of today. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Good for you, girl. Thanks. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Can we have lunch? Yay. <laughs> so someone asked, "Can I talk about love?" So if we look at the framework that we've been looking at this weekend, 
the personal me, myself, I, where separation, your brain is doing separation. And, you know, it helps us to function, but when it's just your thinking, it's disastrous. That's the misuse of this, the, the lens of perception that does separation. Because it just wants me, myself, I, me, myself, I, me, myself, I, not about me, and I can't do this, and I should do that, and I feel this, and I, 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 And it's baloney. But that lens of separation, which is also very functioning, because it needs to see the boundary of your car from somebody else's car so you don't crash it. So it needs, there needs to be separation, but not in storyland. The love that, love that is in that area has a reason. It has me loving somebody and the reason why. Because there's like me, my car and your car and the intention not to crash one, one, one against the other. It, there's always a story. It's always divided because it's the separate lens of perception that's running. So it's me loving somebody else because, because I just love them or because it's unconditional, or because they're my soulmate, or because it's my child. You see? So we pull back our lens of perception to the interconnection, unity consciousness, everything is the same, equanimity. We pull back into that layer of perception. And there's love. And there's kind of love in everything. And it's all love. And God is love, if you want to go there. And there's a connection with love inside you. And the conditions follow it. So you can find the frequency of unconditional love. But it's an experience. You can put your attention to it and you can say it's always there or I can work from my heart and then it's there. But it doesn't have like the reasons. No, nobody has to earn it. And you don't have to find a rationalization for loving. And then you pull back a bit farther. And in the zone of like that fine, that essence, that capital I, that outside of all of us. What I've seen myself, and I know other spiritual teachers have, and I, I can't find proper vocabulary for this to actually make people find it. I, I don't know. I, I have to refine my, my <coughs> vocabulary for it. But in that place, the movement that comes from pure consciousness, oh, maybe I can find it this time. The movement that comes, that rolls out from the stillness. You know how the, you know, concept or something rolls out from it and it turns into movie land. Movement itself is love. But that will only make sense back there, in that absolute place. That movement, that's what movement is, is love. And when we, when, when, you know, if you have that perception of, yeah, there's, there's actually love bleeding through everything. It's the motion part of everything. If you look deeply enough, it's the movement. Even a rock is moving 
ever so slowly, but it's moving, and the movement is love. So yes, love is in everything. It's the moving aspect of it. It's the moving aspect. And the beautiful paradox is that we can rest in love. It's like, yes. There's the flip side. When it comes into us and love, we rest in it. You know, you can, if you feel loved by somebody, you rest in their arms. You're at ease in their company. Rest can come within movement, which is just like the eye of the storm. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. If, if, if you can find where love is movement, An understanding follows around how, how, how it's like another piece of the matrix that's understood, you know? Because that's the piece that's flowing through it all. It's the flow itself is love. The flow itself is love. Yeah. It's a particular vibration. Yes, Kelsey? So that's a struggle I Yes. So that is what it is. Yes. The movement from that to. Yes. Because the void doesn't even have movement. And it's not missing love. It's prior. It's before the first movement. It's not missing. Yes, Danny. Is it also itself love and resting in itself? Yes. Yes. That's the rest in the movement, you know? It's not exhausted from moving. It is movement itself, but it's also at rest. It's like we can say the world isn't moving, but actually it's moving really fast, you know? There's rest in spite of the motion, huh? There's stillness, even though this thing is freaking flying under our feet, zipping along. But yet it's still. Mm. Yeah. I think a few of you touched it there, did you? Mm. Yay, yeah. super, super. I also had an image of the Sufis whirling. Mm. <coughs> there's something, there's an ecstasy there. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. For a few different reasons. Yes. Yeah. So show me something that's not moving, huh? So it's an integrated aspect of everything imaginable and physical. And it's just an integrated part of it. Everything's moving all the time. 
So where do we go from here? Moving right along. And <laughs> <laughs> would you like to come? Hi there. Hi. Um, I'm very sad to have missed yesterday with all of you. It seems like quite a lot and nothing happened. <laughs> but I didn't get to be a part of it. Um, I didn't want to come up here. Why am I up here? Um, oh. I just want to say I identified with every single person that sat up here. I felt like I was you. Whatever it was you were saying, it was like, oh, yeah, that's me. Same thing. Same stuff. Um, I totally identify with my story. I'm all about my story. I'm all about um, being aware that, that I'm connected to it, being aware that I'm really connected to my thoughts and being aware of that duality all the time, all the time. Being aware of knowing that if I drop it, that I don't need to worry about the consequences, but at the same time, you know, you look around this room and everybody is of a certain age going through a, a certain age of things that we go through at this age. Your kids are grown up. You're reevaluating everything. You're in a relationship that you don't really recognize anymore. And it's like um, nothing fits anymore. And when you're, when you're just you, I don't know, it's just you don't, you don't do the things any, the same way anymore. You don't enjoy the same things anymore. You want to do everything differently. You know, you're just so different. And, and there are times when you really accept how unfamiliar that is. And it's beautiful, and it's amazing. And then there's other times where this life that you've constructed for 45 years that you've told your kids. I mean, I've already told my kids and I've already said, hey, everything I've told you, with the exception of, you know, don't put your hand on the hot stove, <laughs> everything I've told you is bullshit. <laughs> and everything my parents told me is just absolute bullshit. So, I guess, um, I'm not to that place yet where I, I don't care what it looks like. I still feel identifying with the pain of letting it fall away, and the fear of, of being different and not just not wanting to do what, what everybody like. Just the fact that I'm up here and I'm telling you this, and I'm reinforcing my eyeness. I'm crying. Why? I'm just reinforcing my own bullshit story. Mm -hmm. And by explaining it to you, I'm reinforcing that I'm identifying with the pain of it. And it's not real. And I know this. I do. But I, the minute I walk out into public and I open my mouth to speak to somebody, what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth? I. Hi. I'm in, I'm, you know, because that's what you do. That's how we, 
That's how we communicate. That's how we interact with everybody. And then you have these people that have known you for 45 years that they want you to be a certain way. They've come to depend on you to be a certain way. And they, that's reinforcing. You know what I mean? It's like, well, wait a minute. You've got to show up and be this person every day. So um, I just I struggle with, with being in the world because it just, I have to reinforce my story every second. Stop it. <laughs> just stop reinforcing you. your story. Just stop it. Do you want a Kleenex? Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. The idea that's, that other people need you to be a certain way is bullshit. Yep. My bullshit. Yeah, that's your bullshit. Yep. That's just an excuse so you don't have to change. You don't have to roll with the change that's trying to come. Yep. Fuck the consequences. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. They're not worth. It's just the controller trying to Im- trying imagining that it can soften some some I don't know imagined consequences. I'm the controller. Yes, right? of course. Right? Yes, it's the personal eye. Yes, it's that neurology. It wants to imagine it's the control. Don't get into battle with it. Ignore it. Be directed from a more authentic place inside you. Forget about the consequences. Take a chance. Just jump. Just jump. Let it fall the way it'll fall. There's nothing to be gained except more suffering to continue the way you're going. That's a circle. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. There's no resolving that. Ah, it's just the the marriage, the whole whole thing. It's just like, ah. Yeah. Find what's authentic. Start listening to that. And like, inside listening to it. It's like, hmm. Okay, I hadn't thought of that before. Let's see. Let's see. Just start listening. I've been trusting it. I haven't been uh, trusting of course, you're, listening because you're, you're trusting your neurology that's taking care to glue everything that's familiar to keep it in place. You haven't been trusting the inside. That's where the wisdom is. That's your direction. Why is it so scary? Because you're not in control of it. It's so funny, it's like when you're in meditation or you're in your your space and you're aware of your being and you think, I don't know, not think, you, you've arrived at a place beyond God and you, you, you I don't think there's no words for it, I'm sorry. Yes. Anyway, then the moment you grasp onto it with that feeling of understanding, you know that your comprehension is past because you're missing the point because it can't be held on to and it can't be understood. Um, and I guess that's all, it all seems, it's all so simple, but then all of a sudden it's like, this is the attachment you have to let go of now. And you're like, well, wait a minute. In theory, that was great. But now 
you're, I really have to let go of this here. In this moment, I have to change this behavior here. In this moment, I have to jump right now, right this second, and then it, it's a whole different game. It's, Do you have the courage? I haven't. I haven't. That's why, that's why I was here. here. I want to. Pray for courage. I have been. It generally works. It does? Yeah. <clears throat> Not paying any attention to the consequences. You gotta go there. I don't even know what the consequences are. Good. Don't go near it. Don't I mean, go near it. What if there aren't any? What if there? I mean, <laughs> you know, like there's some people that um are so at ease in themselves and just comfortable in their own skin. Well, it's like I'm I'm a, I'm seen as being one of those people, and in some aspects, I really am. But I'm not comfortable in in the way that most people are comfortable. Like yeah. Yeah. Certain things that other people think are a big deal to me are nothing, but things that to other people are are a huge are aren't a big deal to me. You know what I mean? Yes. So I guess just to me, this consequence of being myself, of yes. just being me, just being you. Why is that so hard? I mean, nobody's asking. Nobody's really asking me to be any certain way. Uh huh. But you've spent a long time kind of pretending or putting up a facade in order to get things working the way you felt they needed to be working for you. Yeah. So there's a bit of a risk there. I, I guess I just might not envy people that can just get their, you know, people that are opinionated, people that let their yays be their nays and their, you know, nays be their nays, people that are strong-minded politically, people that are just like really secure who they are can just speak out and I just think that's so cool but I mean I guess it's just our story so maybe it's not that cool yes <laughs> yes <laughs> but I, I don't know I it's guess just it's more just, story uh, I feel like I have a little bit more fear and lack of like self-trust I think than maybe some people. Jump anyway. Jump anyway. Don't think about it. The fear of it is worse than the doing of it. That's for sure. Yeah. Because it's the authentic direction. It doesn't come with awful consequences. It doesn't come with fear. The fear is the thought of it. Can I ask you another question? So, you know, we all know that Everything is just an experience, and it didn't. It doesn't matter if I came up here, if I didn't come up here. I mean, ultimately, ultimately. Mm. So, by doing the I thing, we're all just reinforcing our stories. And there's 24 hours in a day, and there's so many of those hours that you're forced to be in the world and interacting. How do you not just perpetuate your own bullshit minute after minute? What else is there? What, what else fills the time? Because the more you're out in the world and the more you're connecting with people in social situations, work situations, 
group situations, crowds, or just all of it, the more you are forced to go, I mean my, well, I think, well, I shop, well, I get, do this, well, I mean, every sentence starts with I. How, what can you replace that with? Because I'm not interested in it. Silence. So even when you're, you're I mean, don't be the center of anything. Be a listener. Stand back. Be the outside of the group. Pull back. Pull back. I have been, and I have been for a, a long time, and I guess it's just, it's been noticeable. And so... Consequences. I know. I just have been... Fuck them. Getting a lot of shit for it, I guess. It's hard. Why are you taking that in? What, what, what's, what's, what's the wrath that you're getting? If you're getting a lot of shit for it, what's, what's happening? Why am I, why like, am I owning that? Are why you, am I like, feeling bad Are you losing friends? Are you, what, what's... Um, yeah, it's kind of just everywhere, everything. Just people saying that, you know, you're kind of off doing your own thing. You're not social anymore. You're this, you're that. And, you know, definitely my spouse just doesn't understand, doesn't understand, you know, he's not. He's not aware that he's not his thoughts yet, so that's okay. But um, he feels very threatened, very threatened by my passivity, my unwillingness to engage. And um, yeah, I guess people just notice. And so if you aren't showing up as the person, I guess, that they're comfortable with, it makes them uncomfortable with themselves, so then they start kind of hooking at you, I guess, and I'm just sensitive to it because, you know, like, you, I don't want to let anybody down. I don't want to not do anything right, you know, that same kind of, same kind of thing. And so... You'll find new friends. Yeah. You might even find a new husband. Oh, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> then let it fall the way it falls. Let it fall the way it falls. Those who, who, you know, have a bit of maturity will come with you. And others will just move on and then find somebody else to entertain themselves with. I know. I guess it just sometimes feels like you're in a phase of destruction. And you know that the un- inessential, unessential will fall away. Yes. But I seem to still have attachment to the, the things that are falling away. Yeah. Because they're gone. They're from... They're familiar. Yeah. Let them go. Let them go. If they're not honoring the authentic, um, let them go. I just am not sure. I'm not sure of who that is yet. That's all right. It's about a listening thing. It's not a projection of her. It's a listening to see what she does, to see what, she, what her pull is. I guess it's like I listen and then I hear and then I start doubting it and I don't, I don't believe it and I don't apply that action to endorsing what my new beliefs are because at the last minute I go oh that's you know oh I can't do that why what's what's you know what's the threat you know a generational thing women raised to doubt themselves to um hold back to be proper to behave probably all of that just Nothing, nothing special, just um, 
but with just self-esteem. And and I think conditional. I think all mm-hmm. women were just sort of told, this is how you do it. This is how you're a woman. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's not, it's bullshit. Yes, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's pretty crazy to come up here. I don't even know what I missed yesterday. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting a dose of it today. So when you started speaking, you kept saying we, and then you moved to I. Yeah. And more authentic and stepping forward and fuck the consequences. Don't go there. Let it fall the way it does. Turn the other way. Don't take any notice. Don't take it in. Don't absorb it. Don't entertain it. Nothing. You'll feel reckless, but that your mind will be telling you that that is not okay. You'll feel like that, but it's, it's bullshit. Because when you're your authentic self, those who are inauthentic in your circle will have to disappear. And you will be the, the traitor who left the tribe. That's going to happen. Ignore it. Ignore it. Because authentic people that mirror your authenticity will come into your life. We can't have both at the same time. Don't work. I guess that's hard. You know, if you contemplate the reality of it, and you contemplate that you're going to go home and walk in the front door, and your husband's going to go, hey, how are you? And you're going to go, fuck it. <laughs> fuck you. You know, I mean. Just the fucking part. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, that implies an action. That implies, fuck it, I'm out of here, dude. Does it? Yes. For me, it does. I'm just, yes. And I just, I'm. St- so your authentic voice is saying, Leave it? Leave the relationship? I think so. You think so? Mm, there's no thinking about it. No. Uh-uh. I don't trust, I think. The shift is internal. The external will rearrange itself. The shift is internal. It might surprise you. He might have another way of seeing you, which doesn't quite get you, but it doesn't matter. We never really know each other anyway, and that boundary is kind of healthy. You know? Yeah. It's not about rearranging your life. It's about rearranging yourself and how you are and how you present or don't present and where your actions are motivated from. Yeah, I think there sometimes, like you said, it's like the the fear of being a certain way is way worse than the consequence of being that way could ever be. Yeah. And I just, I've built it up, Derek knows this too, Derek's heard all about this. (laughs) Um, I've built it up to epic proportions. Um, 
I dread having a conversation saying, you know, hey, maybe we've just sort of outgrown each other because we're clearly not interested in the same things anymore. We're, you know, we're not enjoying each other's company a whole lot. And I feel like it's kind of a facade and that you want to play a happy couple for everybody. And it's like, I, I feel a little lonely. I don't feel seen or heard. I'm not, you know, I'm not really interested in faking it. And I'm afraid to death of having that conversation. Um, Maybe he's tired of faking it too. Yeah, he just, he has a temper. And I don't like it. And it bothers me. So, I don't know. I just, it's weird. I'm just like living in this twilight zone that I don't know how to, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's all in my hands because he'll never address it, ever. He'll let it yeah. go on into yeah. eternity yeah. like that. And yeah. it's, it's, it's to the point now where it's like, okay, I, um, it's not comfortable. Yeah. It's not authentic. It yes, is. but you have to be authentic. I know. So you're talking about the relationship being inauthentic. You have to be authentic. It's all about you. I'm not afraid to speak up and say what I really think. Okay. That's all it is. Because when you are with somebody that knows how to, you know, spin it, turn it around, make it your fault, is that I'm afraid of the confrontation. That's all. Okay. Really. Okay. It's the confrontation that I fear. Yeah. Walk out of the room. Deliver the piece of information and walk. Do it in little pieces. You're not saying we've got to split up. You're saying, I just need to say this. I need you to hear it and I need to say this. I know, that sounds so good. Talk from your authentic place and say, i got to leave right now. i got to leave it with you. I can't say anymore. I can't participate anymore. i got to honor me. Walk. Walk. Just go out for a walk. Go around the block. Go away for a drive. Go for a cup of coffee. Something. Leave. Find your power, you know? Yes. Find your power. Being authentic to yourself and the consequences, I'm, I can't stay around for them right now. I just can't stay around for them, you know? I've got to go. And sure, of course, it could be all wrong that you left. You can't just say that shit to me and leave. And it's, it's like, I have to actually. That's just what's happening. I have to. Bye-bye. See you later. It's like being steady and still inside you. Honoring what you need to do. Take the next step that honors you. Take the next step that honors you. Let it guide your way on. You can't half play that game, you see. The game that you are involved in. You can't half play it. It's an all or nothing. And it sounds like you're kind of ready. You're done with it, you know? And I am half doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Yeah. And it's funny, it's like when you go to describe it and you feel that sadness well up and you're crying and it's like you hear that you're like, listen to this nonsense that I'm repeating and this pain that I'm identifying with that is not of me. There's always a part of me that's totally separate and witnessing it and going, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you taking this on? It's not real. And, and I know it, but I, I, I don't know. I, you tell it and you identify with it. Stop hurting yourself. Because when you do that, you're hurting yourself. 
Everybody around you is going to hurt you unless you stop hurting you. You're the one setting up the pattern that's being reflected in your hobby and others. I'm taking responsibility for behavior that's not mine. Yes. And making things my fault that are not my fault. Mm-hmm. Yep. Enough, huh? Yeah, and I'm kind of covering up acceptance of some really bad behavior because I don't want the confrontations. Sure. And it's not okay to have bad behavior. I'm like, it's just not cool. Yeah. I'm kind of over. I'm kind of over somebody not being cool to me. I don't deserve it. All right. Because I think I'm pretty cool. All right. You know what I mean? I'm pretty chill. I am. I'm easy to get along with. Light up his game. Give him the benefit. But he's going to have to hear this first. You're going to have to hear yourself speak from that place. You've got to get used to that. I'm not used to it. I know. You've got to get used to hearing it. Out of yourself, you know, hearing your talk. I practice it. I practice it to myself. I practice out loud. I have a couple friends I practice to. The one person I don't ever say it to is the one person that needs to hear it, but I can say it to other people. Uh huh. All right. It's got to be your only way of speaking, of communicating. You can do this, you know. Yeah. Might take you a while, but you do it tonight too if you want. <laughs> I can. You could. Say you know. fuck it. And say fuck it, yes. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> It's only a matter of time when you choose to do it, but sooner or later, you're going to do it. I know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a time bomb. It's bubbling, bubbling, yeah. It yeah. really has been for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And it's funny, when, when you keep trying to distract yourself from the real issue or from the one thing that you're avoiding, and you work on so many other aspects of your life and so many... Things that you can do to to distract you from the one thing that you need to do. Just one thing. And you know what it is. But you will find eight other things, or 800 other things to work on instead of doing the one thing that you need to do. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's like, I'm not going to give birth. I'll floss my teeth. I'll do everything else. But nope, I'm not going to give birth. Nope. You know, and it's really, that's. If you're pregnant, you have, you know, you have, you have to birth it. You have no choice, but you will come up with 800 other things to do instead of birthing. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Thanks everybody for putting up with that. Ah, uh, yes. 
<laughs> and my homework is still working me, putting down my sword and my shield. And it's interesting. The image when you first said that was kind of the Joan of Arc out there. And um, the mission um, feeling that purpose of being here with cultivating the seeds of joy and the laughter and my attachment to it was really an interesting process because I thought that was pretty well said <laughs> and by um, some night I wonder when we awaken, is it total? Is it then you're awake? Or is it this kind of slipping and sliding movement that? For most, it's the latter until it becomes the former. Mm -hmm. And we touched on so much, and so many people have shared, and there's part of us in all of the sharing. And um, when our mind thinks it's it's a good thing versus you know a helpful thing, it's the detachment piece is is beautiful. I mean, I really I sit with it. I, I um, in my work and in my play shops because I do play. I'm no longer um, looking at how many people will show up or what I should do. It's so much more organic. It, like all is about whoever shows up, it's about that. So it's there's an ease in it that had not been there before. It was um, a little bit of maybe the self-worth in there. Is it going to be good enough? Is it going to be, you know, it's that piece. And I was just wondering, is that part of the shield of having it to look, you know, that everyone should be lifted up and transformed and healed and happy when they leave? Um, they'll do whatever they have. Yes. And it's, it has shifted. Well done. It has shifted. Yes. And is that, um, I guess that's the question, is that in line with, with the sword and the shield? Yes, the it is. Yes, where you just, you, you, you do your part and then it rolls as it rolls. Mm -hmm. Because your mind will perceive what it wants to perceive. You know, if, if you have yourself wired to see the success story after a workshop, that's what you'll be looking for. Mm -hmm. If somebody's confidence is really low, they're going to look for who, who did I miss here? Who did I not get? Who did I not lift? You know, is one better than the other? Not at all, but people tend to be running one or the other type of perception in order to edit how they're doing mm -hmm. and, and they're proportionate to their sense of self-confidence obviously you know so without any sword and shield there will be a giving of what you give and you'll back off and you'll go about your business mm -hmm. and that's it mm -hmm. and there's actually no more thought to it yeah. it's cleaner it's cleaner you, you just you, you just in emptiness, deliver what you need to deliver. If you need to plan it, you need to plan it. 
if it's if it's just being empty and showing up, it's it depends on the style of work, mm-hmm. your angle on your work, you know. You deliver, you pull back, it is what it is. Whatever way it falls is the way it falls. In a way, it's kind of none of your business mm-hmm. because it's the ego looking for either approval or criticism. Yeah. It's looking for one or the other in that mm-hmm. feedback thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another thing to do, you know, if you actually have like feedback sheets or an organized structure of feedback. That's a different, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a strategy to, you know, to, to be informed. That's feedback. That's, that's a different thing. That happens too. Mm-hmm. But the kind of checking around to see how did I do? Mm. Mm. Drop that one. Mm-hmm. Deliver, exit. Yeah. Leave people total freedom to absorb or reject or have any opinion they want to have. It's like good art, you know? It either stimulates an emotion or drops you into another place or and the emotion might be anger and disgust and that's beautiful art too. Mm-hmm. It's doing something. It's stirring something. It's like things are better when we back off. Just back off. It's been a real gift. I'm watching that. Yeah. And I thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Good homework. Ever vigilant, though, also. I heard that come up. Yeah. And, and that was the question about. Um, I think. Well, I don't think. <laughs> I guess the mind, when it's quiet, it is. I, I love what you said about the movement because it is a very fluid. It's. it's um, yeah. Yeah. It's not um, attached to anything. So, yeah. Yes, it's cleaner. Yeah. Know, it's just cleaner. On yeah. the waking up thing, your first question. Mm-hmm. So, the direct path is, you know, when you're like, whoa, you go into your true nature and it's enough. It's enough. It's all over. And then there's like probably some time to integrate because it's too much of a shock for the system. and become a little bit dysfunctional for a while and then you kind of get it together. But most people are on the progressive path where, where there's a glimpse and then, you know, it might last a few hours or a few months or a couple of years or something like this. And then, you know, up comes the gun. It's just like, whoops, okay, to sustain it, this has got to be cleared and this has got to be cleared. And this is where there's still hooks and patterns and identification happening. And up it comes. And for, for a few years of... Uh, like my mind went totally quiet there was no thoughts at all for a couple of years mm. and during that time it didn't make any sense and afterwards for quite some time it didn't make any sense how sure how could identification start again really could it really could the mind really start playing tricks again but sure it's not believed you know mm-hmm. but it, it hasn't happened in my case but I'm very open to it happening again if it does happen because the brain is it's plastic it's, mm-hmm. it, it keeps recreating itself of course it could run new neurology again of course it could just crank up old neurological pathways why couldn't it so from a neuroscience perspective it makes goddamn a lot of sense a lot of sense that stuff could resurface again of course it could Maybe it could be my experience down the road. I don't know. But, but yeah, of course it could happen again. Of course it could. So is it ever really all over? 
yeah, you, you know it's a movie. Hmm. Life becomes lighter. The controller stops. But, you know, it's kind of like just a game. Yeah. If you start taking it seriously, there's something sticky going on. If they're suffering, there's something very sticky going on. It's just kind of something, a show that's happening on the side, you know? Mm -hmm. Life. You know? And then there's stillness in the center. Everybody's a little bit different in terms of the patterns of, of you know, no mind, no personal eye, no personal eye, and how long that lasts. And until it gets solid. And generally, if, it, if there's two years without believing a thought, that's my criteria for like, okay, you're awake. Mm. That's it. You're awake. There tends to be a two-year gap that kind of shifts it from, from being a glimpse to an odd little thing might come up, mm -hmm. but, but your normal MO will, will be clarity and clear seeing, non-egoic seeing. How often does that identification come up? I catch myself once in a while, well, at the political scene and so on, getting hooked in. Uh -huh. But I think that um, the breath going into my practice and nature and taking a walk and moving, that happens much more quickly. Yes, good. It feels far more authentic. And yes. Being moved in some way, and the synchronicity of life then, too. Um, I think I talked earlier with someone who also helps a lot of people. And um, to take a look at, was I doing that? Because that's really the laughter work, too. We seem so terminally serious as a culture. And, but it's not my job to fix anyone um, yes. or myself. Yes. But that needs or whatever seems to appear, I seem to be it's showing up at my door. And I'm present. I'm available for it. So yes. That's yes. a shift. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Good. All right. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Becky. Down here. Yes. Okay. 
when, when, when something comes up, if it's, yes, okay, it, it's interesting that you mentioned the fan, because that's like a preference. It's like, yeah, let's just make it a bit more optimum. So if there's habits in the personality that make it a bit more optimum, sure, sure. But then if there's identification, that's the sticky level. That's the one you're talking about, I think? Well, uh, both, because it, it is habit, because we're conditioned. Yeah. And that's where it's coming from. Yes. And so um, if you follow the habit that's the conditioning, then you'll go even more into the identifying, right? Yeah, usually. So usually. if there's a way to, um, I guess, have more of a, not knowledge, but like a spiritual maturity, I guess. Yes. Yes. It's a spiritual wisdom, isn't it? Discernment. Do you know what is useful? Is when you see something, celebrate it. Actually, that's happening, but I don't want to see it. You don't want to see it? Okay, but when something is up, that, that there's a movement to, to clear it, whether it's turning off the fan or if it's giving up sugar or if it's, you know, guilt that still runs every now and then. Right. All right? So any of, the, any of the levels. It's like the second that you see it, gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Celebrate it. It's like, yes, here's something. I'm on to you. If you celebrate that, it tends to recondition your brain to see it as a joy-bringing exercise, to see a bit of stuckness. If we associate it with joy, it's like, I'm onto you. Because, of course, once you're onto it, you're going to clear it, and there's more freedom. You know, there's, there's more looseness at, at a personality level, and there's more abiding, more time abiding, you know? Yeah, it's already a non Yes. So if you celebrate it, your mind will bring up stuff faster and it will see it as something very positive. So the suffering and the stickiness that happens from uh, something that has yet to be seen reduces, reduces, reduces. And your brain interprets it as a little buzz. I still feel there might be a tool that can help self-realize to celebrate. Before you react, before you react to something coming, as you soon see it mm, more often as a celebration. See it as a celebration. So the moment that you you'll have to put a reminder someplace so, so that you remember this in the first place. All right, that's the first thing. That's what I mean. Yeah, a reminder. So like yellow stickies, or put it on your phone, or put just put something. Say when I see a, a bit of stockness, celebration time. Right? So put a reminder there because when 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 a piece comes and you go, Oh, there's a bit of there's a bit of gunch and your attention is brought to it, say, Yes, I'm onto you, I gotcha. You're on the way out, babe, you're on the way out. Okay. Yeah. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Because because it it there would be no suffering with it. And your mind will turn it up because it, it loves that buzz of hey, you know, it's like a you got the text message you were waiting for for ages and it's like text, like bing, it's like, oh, thank heaven, I was waiting for this reply. It's that kind of like, oh, great. You know, that kind of like 
just an instantaneous, oh great, there's something. So it's about changing our reaction to something. But you just have to remind yourself, you're completely changing your reaction. So what happens is, instead of getting caught in the loop, your mind reacts as, hey, I gotcha, I'm on to you. It's a reprogramming that you can do to your mind. Yeah, I've kind of gone in that direction, but it's like I'm tipping on, I just um, trying to not have like a spiritual arrogance kind of thing about I've got you every time. And um, also not going into the story. Mm-hmm. I'm, not trying, I'm not sure how to say what I'm trying to Yeah, it's not a spiritual arrogance. It's a game that you're you're playing. Because then I'm making another story. It's changing your... your, your, I only want to create a new habit. Yeah, it's about creating a new habit and running a different chemical. What do you mean? You're running a chemical of joy and celebration rather than running the chemical of the believed thought. Just turning it around. Yeah, you're just turning it around. Does that make sense? Yeah, great. Okay, great. Great. Charlie? I'm sorry, I don't quite understand the stuckness of this So if you recognize a belief system, right? So let's say there's smoke someplace. <laughs> right? You smell smoke. Your instant thought is danger. You're, you're in the story. It's like, oh, I see you. There's my neurological pathway convinced that it's going to make it safe. It's going to check out the fire. It's going to make sure we're all safe. Say, let's just see. I'm not going to obey that. Let's just see. I'm out to you. So check with you here, a problem. <laughs> <laughs> say, does anybody smell smoke? And see if somebody else picks it up. And they'll probably say, yeah, they're just barbecuing next door. They do that every evening this time. It's just, it's like, okay, instead of my knee-jerk reaction, let's just, I'm on to you. I see you. I see you. That's the knee-jerk reaction. I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond. Impulsively there. Which is putting some space in there. Yes. Put space in there and see it. Flip it. Flip it. Yeah. It's like, huh, I'm on to you. I'm on to you. Let's see. Okay, here's a bit of space. The whole thing isn't just going to burn down in 30 seconds. Let's just see. Is there another way of dealing with this so that I'm not being obedient to that knee jerk reaction? Like when you said, when there's looseness in the Yes. Oh, you got it. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. This is why phenomenal freedom is so yeah. important. And ragged as well. Yeah. And Connie as well. There was a phenomenal freedom phrase. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's much more access yeah, much when, more when, you're, access. when you're loose. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 You're still feeling loose, Norma? Yeah. Your face is so different. It's amazing. <laughs> It's incredible. Uh, Finn, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I like the part where about the uh, the chemical, adding, you know, shifting the chemical of that situation. Yeah. There's, a, there's an extra little depth of practice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's too much adrenaline. Well, it changes. The yeah, for you, it's adrenaline. That thought brings adrenaline for you. And for others, it's just like heaviness of emotion. or For you, it's negative. It's it's thick, heavy. Yeah, it's misery. Misery. (laughs) Yeah. So if I can switch it to 
serotonin. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. The light bulb. Yeah. I remember um, when I when I kind of got onto this first. Okay, I'll tell you the sequence of how it happened. I, I saw some some um, uh, movie about the Buddha. And the, the last night, you know, when he was sitting under the tree and he was just in a trance and it's the night of his big awakenings. So they say. I mean, it's a couple of thousand years ago, maybe more. So, like, I don't know how many of the Buddha's quotes are really the Buddha's quotes. But I like the story. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sitting under the tree and his mind plays tricks and it, it triggers desire, you know, and all these women come around and they're dancing and there's all this kind of sultry dancing and it's all like sex drugs and rock and roll that's our version of it you know but in the Buddhist time it was you know something similar um, and what he did was he, he called the lord of darkness which was his thinking brain he called it Mara that's his name for it and he said Mara I see you I see you and the women disappeared of course they weren't real at all his mind was creating them do you know it was just deep in the creating desire, you know, and it's like, I see you. And that scene is like, oh my God, I get it. Like, there's one thing seeing your thoughts, but it's another thing saying, I see you, I see you. And then after a bit of time, I went, I started practicing that. I thought, okay, I see you, I see you. Not obeying it, I, I, not, not, you're not in charge anymore, but I see you, you're acknowledged, bugger off, this is what's happening instead. So it shifted from there, and I thought, am I judging it? When I say I see you, I think I'm running a judgment that I don't want it there, that it's not good. Okay, so I'm actually observing it with my mind, because if I truly saw it, there would be no judgment at all. So then I practiced just seeing it with no criticism at all. It's just, ah, there it is. And then I thought, huh, why don't I just celebrate? And it worked. And I was in a relationship with a guy at the time. So I told him about this. And I said, can the two of us do this? So when one of us would hit something, the other one would say, celebrate it. And darn, you do not want to be told to celebrate it when you're in drama in a relationship. You do not want to be told. It's like, I know it's my stuff, but bugger off. I can't. And it was like, this is the thing to celebrate. Okay, I got I to gotta actually celebrate this. I got to celebrate this. So it came back to like celebration. It's like, yes, thank you, thank you. All right, okay, I gotta find a celebrate. And it took me a while to learn how to, because you're like, you're in your story and you're frigging suffering. And you're like, I'm full of shame, for example. Like it's thick around me. I celebrate this, but I learned how to do it. I had to learn how to do it. But you know, the real sticky ones now I'm talking about, the easy ones, it's like, whoa, there we are, I'm running a story about them. Huh, you know? Ha, I see you. Great. Okay. Drop it. You know? Okay. You can get joyous about the, the easy ones. But the really thick ones? Yeah. I had to work at it. I had to, and the, having somebody celebrate it, Jack, celebrate it. You know? On my, who had my back, like, to make me help see it. You know? It really helped. But I tell you, it was tough to do it because you just want to fight. You're stuck in your story. You just want to fight. You know? It's just like, okay, okay, okay. Find it. Find it. To completely flip it. And it burns it out so much faster. So much faster. Like, it's extraordinary, actually. If you can do it, great. I think you can do it, though, Danny. I think the minute it flips, it's like, yeah, no matter how big it is, it's like, 
And then let there be joy flowing. Let there be like, yay, all right. You know, and yeah, sure. And then the association gets set up. And then it's fantastic. It's like, wow, that's great. Look what I saw. And it's just like joy flows, joy flows, you know. And we live in a culture where I've got issues, you know. Oh, dear. You know, we've, we've got a culture where we've got this like, oh, it's serious. And we have to be tender around it. And it's all doom and gloom and so friggin' heavy. It's like bloody hell, you know. Flip it. Flip it. That's my approach on that one. <laughs> Lauren, can I check in with you? Yeah, thanks. <coughs> so Lauren had a little bit of an overhaul yesterday if you weren't here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Yeah. What What did you learn? Did you get any insights? Was there new wisdom? might be too soon to bring it back through your brain, is it? Mm. Are you going there again? Oops. No, okay. That's all right. That's all right. I don't know. Okay. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel fine. Mm. I don't know. Mm. <sighs> I'm so confused. Okay. How's the I don't know where I'm living from doing? It's like trying to grab a place. Yeah. It's like a lot of stuff came up yesterday, last night with like Lauren stuff. Like <coughs> I bet. Yeah. Everything that was in the way. Oh. And, <coughs> mm, yeah, 
So like that, the stillness, like what's been with me? When I am like forever, like that's always been here. doubt about that and then like the doubt was just something to be like to pull me back here like to anchor me here ah shoot like that wants to be real you know yes yes but it's not Lauren there's no reference point and that's okay no reference point is fine. Oh. Another biblical quote about the son of man or God, oh, sorry, has no place to lay his head. Thank you. <coughs> that's how it is. There is no reference point, and that's fine. And I keep saying, like, but I Yes. It's the needing. I can't get rid of like, the needing to know. Okay. Okay. That's just mind. I don't know who I am. Look at that interview. That's right. Oh, sugar. It's okay. Sugar. It's okay. And like, lack of self confidence came up a lot because that's been the thing since I was really little. And that also like grounds me, you know, here. Because it's like, oh, that's Lauren. But Lauren isn't you. Oh God, I see it though. Oh shoot. It's okay. Yeah. Relax in it now. We're gonna breathe. We're gonna breathe into it. Oh God. It's not an issue. Yeah, I can totally see where you are. Okay. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The Lauren's story runs doubt, runs lack of self-confidence. Oh, and she's there, and she's beautiful. And she's perfect. I can't attach. No. No. She's just, you know, the interface between what you really are and the physical world. But what you are... Is that stillness that was always there? That's what you are. God, I got crammed like so small. Yeah. Yeah, you got crammed so small. Yeah. You gotta stay in that bigger picture. It doesn't have the kind of reference point that Lauren is used to. The bigger picture doesn't use little reference points. It just is. It's immovable, was always there, always will be. 
That's what you are. See the shift when she went back to recognizing she wasn't Laura, and oh, I got cramped, and then the stillness that comes over when she's back there. And then when the Laura, Laura story comes in, it's like, fuck. Oh, shoot, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she had a more polite version. <laughs> You've got to stay in your true identity. Lauren is the interface. She's like a glove, and you're the hand. But the glove is needed in order to touch things of the world. She's the outpost of the divine, as you're the divine. You see it? I feel like I don't know if I need to. You need to? Like to really talk. Okay. I'm so used to like. Talking to other people like telling them. Yes. That's right. That's right. That's Lauren searching for her reference points. The divine essence doesn't need those reference points. Well, what if like, I do something wrong? Lauren would run that story. Oh but, my God. But the divine doesn't do right and wrong at all. It does what it must, and that's all. It doesn't do consequences. It has none of that story running. You're not Lauren. She's a useful illusion. She helps the divine participate in this movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a sense of her being there. Yeah, sure. That's fine. You as the divine can take care of her. But you're much more than Lauren. You're all of it. You're playing as Jack. You're playing as... Derek, you're playing as Charlie, you're playing as Anne, you're playing as Phil, what you are is playing as your parents. There's nothing wrong with any of it. Just taking care of Lauren. That's all. But reference points? Uh-uh. No need. The divine doesn't do reference points. And it's okay if she doesn't know. 
Wisdom will come from your divine essence. Maybe you've got to be patient and just available and listening to it. It's like Lauren serves the divine essence that is playing as Lauren. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's so beautiful. Mm. That's it. <laughs> there's like no, there's no like resolution to Lauren. Yes, there's no resolution to Lauren. Yes. Oh God, that's what she is. Well, there's an idea that she needs to be fixed and healed and all that. And, and we won that until we've had a breakthrough like you've had. And then you're like, oh, it's not about fixing it anymore. Oh, it's just not potent anymore. You know, she'll try to become a better person. We seem to have that impulse to just become better people, but really it's not where it's at at all. That's the game. Yeah. Yes, she wants your attention, yes. Yes. Sending her a bit of love is good. few little pieces yeah that's great so note what she because you can see that it's not spiritual concepts she's talking what she's seeing you know she's just saying what she's realizing and that there's no resolution for Lauren for who she thought she was there's just no resolution and when you reach that point it's like there's no personal development there's no fixing there's no healing there's none of that anymore would you have to eureka it? It's like, oh my god, I'll just go on forever. Oh, oh, it's about nothing. It's not where it's at at all. There isn't enlightenment waiting at the end of a healed me. There isn't. The healing me is just a trip and then we stop. You know? We stop. You know? You see, like, ah, actually. You know, it's okay. And we usually arrive at when there's when there's a decent bit of self-love there, you know? Decent bit of self-love in place. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, she's all right enough to, or he's all right enough to just... I can stop that game now. You're fixed enough. You've put yourself through the ringer enough. It's all done. It's okay. And you 
drop back to your true identity. You know? And that's the difference then. It's like when identification comes up and you want to go in there again, when you believe the story, yeah, you might have something to heal. If you can't drop back, you might have something to heal. You mightn't be finished with the healing lark, you know? But, but it's like, oh, there's a little glitch of something. Celebrate. Because it really doesn't mean anything. It's just showing up for clearing. That's it. It's a little kink in the system, you know? Oh, let's iron that out. It's not you. It's like you're not phased, you're not thrown because you're outside of it, you know? Your identities are messed up with it, you know? Is it making sense? Yeah? Great. Yes, sir. So doesn't it seem to you like, you know, around 40 or whatever, that's when the, the deep self inquiry kind of starts? And then there's decades of it? But then maybe it ends around, I don't know, 70 or whatever, because you don't see very many people that are 80 and 90 and above that are still trying to figure it out. They're not, they're not inquiring. If you came anymore. to Toronto a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There were people that opened 80s, yeah. 90s trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's more time when your kids are reared, but if you if you didn't have kids or if you know if your path was different, then you wouldn't have been distracted for that twenty years, you know, and it might kick in sooner. I've been sitting in the room since I was eighteen. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It comes when it comes. Comes when it comes. Yeah, it's not age related. Yeah. yeah. This young one. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Playing as well. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yes, Woody. Can you try my question again in a different way? Yeah. Do you want to come up? So it, it it's really the thing that I asked before, which is 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 um, an insight into my nature. You know, to to keep. Asking it to it. <laughs> Can I guess, yeah. Okay. And, um, go with that. <clears throat> um, when I was when I came up and was talking about the X to see in the laundry, you know, that we walk through the yeah. world when we were in this conversation, and then we have all those conversations out there. And um, it was like really having an urge to go, uh, you know, do you go to dinner parties? <laughs> you know, like how we walk and do this. Uh, walk and path and, and being away. So I was um, <clears throat> at the movies a couple of weeks ago, and there was a family behind us with a teen girl, um, and she was talking, and I just kept not doing anything, not doing anything until the and and I you know your 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 uh, gift of zip it up and judge not are very valuable in um, a lot of my ego process, you know. But anyway, and this this is an example of that. So finally, um, I turned around and said, could you please be quiet, you know. 
And her father said, well, that's rude. And I went, oh, no, wait, he was talking to me. <laughs> of what's, you know, all out there. Uh, I, so, you know, I went through a real process of, you know, totally, in judgment, and that I was right, and all of those pieces. And so, okay, so that's that picture. And I have told that story numerous times in the last two weeks, because it's unbelievable. <laughs> yes. And it's kind of funny, but it's unbelievable to me, you know, in yes. a sense. And so I'm really, um, you know, to, to come back and ask the question again about story. Of course, it puts me, makes me right. I'm reinforcing that I was right yes. and, and all of that, but still it's just a fabulous story, yes. in, in, you know, in a, in, a, in a small context. But so using... Socializing, you know, socializing in that manner, and tell what you're not going to believe the story I have to tell, and you know, but but that using and being in that conversation, repeating stories, repeating a judgment, um, and holding that in you know a world of cocktail parties and um, trying to learn discernment and, and yes, so that's yes. So if that story has charge for you. Don't tell it. Whereas if you can tell it as though it happened to somebody else, fine. Hmm. Hmm. And you'll know if you're reinforcing your position by telling the story because you get a gang to believe that the guy should have recognized that his daughter was the rude one and not you. Mm -hmm. So if you're kind of getting a gang up, really, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, like, well, there's no point in telling it if people don't. They're going to say, well, he had a point. <laughs> but yeah, mm, to get a charge. Or, you know, and, and, and also, um, it's because I, I do have, like, a, there's probably a piece of it, like, I need to teach so you can learn. You know, something, yes. and that's... Yes, that's very strong with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like your, your mission is to inform others and make them more, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And that's a type of charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll find that leads into a lot of your communications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, telling people what they need to know, really. People should be informed. It's like an underpinning belief. People should be informed. <coughs> Well, so do you think you, if, again, if you, if you um, do things in a, in a neutral way, um, you know, like there have been several circumstances where somebody's told a story and I think, oh, you know, I, I have something to share. And if it's not in a teaching, you know, yeah. hierarchical kind of way, but it's a sh neutral sharing, then yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. If it has any hidden agenda at all, zip up, don't judge, don't engage. Mm. The agenda. But if it's a completely neutral, neutral story, it's like you could tell it, you could, you're not looking for any juice on any level out of the story. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. From entertainment value to wasn't I right? And the whole full spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Does any of that? Don't, don't support it. Don't support it. And if you become a boring old fart at dinner parties, so what? <laughs> so what? So what? Yeah. You don't have to fight for that center seat anymore, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's the charge, it's the trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and the, and the, yeah. And the ego, and that's really come through with you know that sense of I, of um, yeah, and that well, boy, what a yeah, what a what a um, uh, what is the word? I mean, it's like a, I mean, it's a defense for sure. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. It's just reinforcing its position. Because it got knocked a little bit, so it's trying to pop itself back up again, you know, with the artillery of your mates, you know, mm-hmm. like-minded people. Let's pull together here, mm-hmm. power of the group, you know. Mm-hmm. Ego will use all of those tricks. And I really get that in the context of when we said here before. We're talking about dropping the values because then the values are the ones that make that. You, know, you got that it. Uh-huh. You got it. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what to do. <laughs> Feels like as much as deep as it's gonna go. Do you feel it's plateaued? Yeah. Why did you need to talk? needs to come up.
He's really on his way. Would you like to come up, Lorraine? No, I was um, I was thinking when uh, you were talking to the woman on the floor, is Darla? Oh, Woody. guys, this one, we're all kind of in the back, and there were two guys, like big tall guys with big hats on, and they were literally screaming at each other, having a conversation. So everybody was complaining and everything. And um, so I tapped the guy on the shoulder, and I said, would you mind like, being a little more quiet? <laughs> Well, he got really, you know, he got kind of mad. Like, what do you mean? You can't hear the show? You know, it's so loud. I said, well, you know. So I, did, I let it go. But my question is, uh, I questioned whether or not, <clears throat> you know, like, if where I was coming from in my communication was like, okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rather than asking... I mean, because I was a little, you know, perturbed. But, um, like I said, it, communication is like a place to, to seems as though it's a place to come from as opposed to, I mean, I, I find that it's, it's sometimes a problem for me with my husband. I'll say something and it'll seem like it's a request or it'll seem like it's some bit of information that I think he should know, but he tells me that it doesn't come out that way. <laughs> How does he hear it? He hears it like... Um, <laughs> you know, like a, he'll say, you know, your idea of support is like, why don't you just get a hatchet? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> so he thinks you're being critical or something? Yeah, but it, like sometimes I really feel like it's his listening, you know, like it's his back listening because he, he grew up in a very critical, you know, his father was very critical to it. So, so I'm dealing with this like, yeah. you know, yeah. for a long time. It's like, you know, is it me? Is You know, is it where I'm communicating from? And then it's like, what the hell was that, you know? Yeah. It's like you're speaking into a, a listening all the time. Yeah. So I just... Yeah, yeah. I think there's two things going on. One is, is the energy with which we communicate. Because if somebody is full of aggression, it's the normal way of communicating, like the guys at the show. The only thing they're yeah. probably going to hear is aggression. Right. Right. The only thing they're going to hear. Yeah. So, but the thing is, if if you are coming from a really pure place, mm -hmm. very often people go, oh, oh, okay. So you've kind of got two options. Uh, you've either got to communicate exactly, exactly in the same vibe 
that the person is their style of communication where they hear it or else coming from no agenda at all but it's just a movement of consciousness that tends to be very effective because what people don't no know agenda when you've no agenda yeah. exactly but the request is coming from from another place so then the outcome is fine but people tend to like they don't quite know what 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 they heard because the energy is coming from outside you see mm. but so 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 there's two ways around it it's time to me to me now that's the guy at the show you know the guys at the show to meet them where they're at or to come from outside of all of it both I'm are not, effective I know where they were at I mean, they were just yelling at each other they were just yell at a conversation yeah yell at him and if they're using bad language it's bad language and, you know just, yeah. just find the level that whatever makes fits. sense whatever fits yeah yeah that works okay yeah. <laughs> but that's a trick of the world you know yeah you know yeah, it um, is yeah I'm supposed to be advocating to come from outside of all of it you know? <laughs> yeah, in the meantime you know in the meantime yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> but with your husband yeah yeah if somebody has been reared in a particular way that's the way they perceive the world that's how the world works and we do it too we see we see negative or we see positive the world is half the world is crying and half the world is laughing your head is either turned to one crowd or the other crowd and that's what you'll see yeah. is is life you know it'll either be just a beautiful place or it's a crappy place and variations of of a mixture but it's our perception we mm-hmm. see what we're able to see we see what's familiar we see what we were trained to see in order to survive so you're speaking into a perception yes 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 so you know if if he needs to <coughs> hear it that way if if that's the only way he can hear it and the only thing you can do is like this is not a criticism this is me expressing myself know, yeah. that's I the other way is to tip yeah. him off so that he can drop his point of perception but his mm-hmm. automated perception is going to be the way it was when he was a kid mm-hmm. you know i'm yeah. in trouble here I, i did something wrong who's going to criticize me now so he right. hear he filter it all to hear that you know it sounds like yeah. what's happening but the only way around that i think is is to like this isn't a criticism da, 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 you know to like when i say that you got to you got to just hear the words not what you imagine them to be just hear the words you know it's not mm-hmm. my style to criticize you but if you hear it like that i got to tell you to don't hear it like that just hear it for what it is mm. that that might work mm. yeah i mean i've done that have you done that I've, does it help it, it helps sometimes It okay. helps sometimes, but I, you know, it, sometimes if even if I say that, if if I have like an irritation about it, it doesn't come out. Ah, you know, I'm ah. not really being authentic. Yeah. So then it's about you. So then it's, then like, it's about you, right? Then it's, it's not about communication. Perception. Then it's your <laughs> perception. It's where you're looking from <laughs> and your agenda. Yeah. 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 It's going to influence our communication. Of course, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always put it right back to ourselves, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Yes, Connie. Hi. So I'd like to try to open up more access. Because when I'm here, I can um, touch into it 
Divine essence yesterday really helped. Okay. And you told me that um, use mantra, I honor the divine within. That really, it's almost like I forgot I'm divine. So that really helps. Yeah. You know, just that word divine, it's really good for yeah. me. I think if you, if you, I know we, we often have this debate about you doing a spiritual practice and then kind of doesn't happen and you think about it and you do it a little bit and then it falls away and all that. Well, yeah, meditating, that's just, that's, <coughs> I guess it's, it's sabotage. I mean, it's the ego. I'm going to rob an idea of, from, a, um, from an approach that's out there, but I'm going to turn it into something spiritual instead of like manifest your destiny, have the ideal life and the ideal bank account. Take half a, half an hour in the morning. Needs to be in the morning. And you divide it into three 10-minute blocks. And for 10 minutes, you run an affirmation about your divine essence. You run an affirmation about your identity, your true identity. Right? You take 10 minutes of stillness of just dropping back in, dropping back in. And then 10 minutes of whatever you like that makes you feel good. It could be 10 minutes of stretching. It could be going back to 10 more minutes of affirmation. It could be 10 minutes of spiritual reading. Half an hour broken up into three 10 minutes. But establishing your identity needs to be the first one. Resting in that needs to be the second one. The third one, a few pages from a spiritual book, fine. I think that sequence actually is going to work. So you set timer, 10 minutes, and you're wrong. You decide your sentence or your two sentences. Divide it into five minutes and five minutes if you've got two sentences. You know? Sentence, phrase, affirmation, but confirming your, your true identity. That's what it is. You know, I am the Supreme Consciousness. Or, you know, the Divine... I am the Divine within. I am the Divine within. I am the Divine within. Yeah. I am the Divine within. Then for the second five minutes, every ten minutes. I am the Divine within. I am the Divine within. Just repeating it. Absolutely being in there. Not like, what time is it now? I am the Divine within. I'm not going to work. It's like being in the... Feeling the resonance of that truth. Feeling the resonance of it. Ten minutes. Followed by ten minutes of, I'm going to rest in the divinity that I've claimed. You know? So, so we're, yeah, we're like establishing your true identity. Now hang out in it. And finish off with ten minutes of something else. I like, I like a paragraph out of, out of a book. Or ten minutes of YouTube satsang. Or ten minutes of something. Or a stretch. Ten minutes of stretching, just to put it into the body, you know? In the morning, first thing. If you've got to get up half an hour earlier, get up a half an hour earlier. That's going to make sense now. It's really going to make sense now. 
Mm-hmm. It'll inform the day. You'll have, you'll have the reference point. It'll make sense to you because it's going to open your access during the day. That's, that, that'll make, that'll just work for you now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then anytime during the day, it's like, hold on, is it still there? It's still there? You know, yeah, there it is. It's my divine essence. Mm-hmm. Okay? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Norma, I have a question. Yeah. You were talking earlier about love and then the spaces. Did you say that when you get out to that black space, that is there love or is there no love? It's prior to love. It's prior to love. Can you talk a little bit about that? Nothing going on at all. Nothing going on. Nothing. Is that where you took us yesterday? Hopefully. Might give it a shot anyway. Um. Nothing and the concept of nothing has gone also. Prior to all concepts, prior to the concept of consciousness, prior to the concept of love. So how do you go from there to consciousness? How does it happen? How does it, better to go back. Better to go back. Go back from this to... Yeah, it's better to go back. So if you can drop into it, life will pull you out. I don't want to start, I don't want to start giving you steps. Yeah, there's no movement to actually give you steps. It's like you'll hear it. And I I want you to hear about going back, dropping the normal story and just like chilling and relaxing about it. And it's like, okay, outside of all of it. Outside, outside, outside. Black space. Drop the concept of space. Absolutely nothing. Hang out there. Hang out there. So when you were doing that yesterday, and you kept saying going back, going back, it was a part that just like almost like sort of like a an idea of something just breaking open and something said there's no way to go. Is that just so fine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, direction, movement, you're prior to all of that. No seeking, no nothing. And it's perfectly fine. There's nothing missing. By the way, I saw that same movie that you were talking about. Ah. And I remember that, that scene. Yeah. But the scene before it, when the, the, when the man dies and he goes around and they say no suffering, no. There was something they said that I always try to remember, no. No person, no. They keep talking Suffering about old age and something yeah, else. No, yeah, it's no person, no selfhood, no. Yeah, yeah. Some, if anybody studied Buddhism, you'll know that. Yeah, there's. I was reading the book. Or Noble Truths or something. He meditates every day about who he really is. Like, he's not really the Dalai Lama. Who is he really? Yes. And it, he keeps going back and back and yes. back. Yes, yes. Yes. it's not really him. That's who he is as a person. And That's right. 
Declares the role of being the Dalai Lama. Right. But he knows he's not the Dalai Lama. Mm -hmm. And that he also thinks about other people that way too. Yes. Ah. Yes, of course. There are no individuals. Mm. There are there is no separation. the body-mind is an outpost of the divine. And it's the same divine that's playing as all these forms. You know? So the, the forms are nothing, nothing. Just, goodness me, a bundle of colors and shapes. That's it's nothing. It's nothing. So there is no division. There is no separation. There are no individuals. There aren't. There aren't. Yes, Phil? Right, I think it's something I need to work through now. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful timing. Please come on up. Great. That's perfect. And I don't know why it's at the end every time. That's all right. <laughs> come on. Better late than never. And thank you for that piece. It just so yeah. When I felt, I felt a bit of uh, of constriction, but it was the answer for what I've. It's something that I've been looking to get the answer for. So let's see. There's another hot spirit puts me in this place. Hi again. Hi. So, I think the last time we spoke, um, I was talking about bringing things back to ordinary, yeah. into an ordinary way of being, and I've been somewhat, I mean, I feel like I've gone through the spectrum of being, <laughs> and really been hanging out for a very long time. Maybe a couple of maybe months or a year, you know, maybe a year or two, in the space of nothing. And what you know, and, and and in some level of awareness about my own flow um, process, whatever you want to call it, I've been I give a lot of space to whatever needs to unfold next. So I feel like I'm really good at that. Allowing. I mean, people say my patience is ridiculous because I can just wait forever for something to occur. And um, so I've been hanging out in the space of nothing, and that's what it's been. I'm like, wow, this is, it's intense to be in nothing sometimes. <laughs> um, intense for the body, for the mind? What's intense about it? Um, perhaps. Let's, like in a given um, week, perhaps a moment or something will come up and go, wow, I'm asking, is there something to do now? No? Okay. Be like that, like that level of intensity, but like, isn't there something I'm supposed to be doing? Okay. Like, no. Okay. 
And then uh, something else just came to mind when we spoke uh, before was I had this sense that I need to go in and, and that like I just swam in unconditional love for some years. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just all it was. I mean, you know the deal. And 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 yeah, I have an attraction to that space, you know? Yes. <laughs> and then it feels like I, I passed that space. Yes. Into what I'm speaking of now, which yes. has been the most recent nothing. There's nothing and there's an awareness of unconditional love, that space of unconditional love. And yeah, there's a preference for it. So I'm like, okay, there's a preference for it, obviously, blah, blah, blah. I'm still going to hang here because I'm not sure what to do. I want this, the movement to be a natural movement. And it really feels like I'm in this place of what is feeling like a natural uh, unfoldment going from this nothing place into an ordinary life as a human being, not just a being, it seems like that other, the, the, the going back seems to be way more natural, uh, a second nature for me that I, it might be my, I'm, I don't know the word, but it's comfortable and easy. And so actually the part of being here in the human part is where, you know, it's like, wow. You know, and I've had a few conversations around that, that way. So if I'm going to be here, it just feels like there's this, the natural flow is to, is flowing into human beingness here, doing some ordinary life, whatever that is. And it's not a boring life. It's just an ordinary life. Mm -hmm. And remembering the unconditional love peace it just feels like it's the peace of not remembering it i guess it, maybe maybe i want to experience it more in the everyday life rather than the nothingness flowing through this vehicle so the nothingness does, doesn't have the absence of unconditional love because even though it's prior to love it doesn't it, it's, it doesn't have the awareness that there's love missing. Right, okay. So when you, when, you, when you use the phrase or something to the effect of flow, what yeah. did you say? Yeah, movement. That love is movement. Love is love. movement. Yeah. That completely just is what I needed to hear. Yeah. Because it wasn't, okay, so it wasn't a missing. I could recognize it's there. It's just not moving. Yes, so, so the outside of all of us, the emptiness, where there's, you know, where it's not actually empty. Yeah. But we have to call Full it something. Full and empty, yeah. Full and empty or whatever, void or whatever. Just nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Got preconcept. <clears throat> Is there a glitch between the perception of that and the, then the perception where there's movement happening, where it's moving towards you know, concept creating, experience creating, the Phil story. Like, so movement runs through there. Somewhere a preference for that movement stroke love is kicking in. That wouldn't arise in the emptiness. So what happens there? Where does that preference arise? 
And how come there isn't a stability in the emptiness, yet every movement is of love? Because it's the, because that's what it is. I, I want that to be seen and recognized so that every movement is known to be love, rather than there being, you know, heart center or any of that stuff. It's like, let's drop all that and, mm-hmm. and go to just... The essence of love is movement. Okay. So so we got to find where where... Where the emptiness that's not here at all yet is known by something that does seem to be here, or at least the echo of it is here. It's not an either or, which is suggested by there's a preference for love stroke movement. There's a preference for that. It's like there's something not smooth. I'd like to see yeah, it. You see? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it feels something like to do with that there's a, maybe there's a gap in, like if I'm with myself, everything, you know, everything feels in alignment. Yes. If I'm wanting, if I'm out in society or in community or whatever, um, and perhaps experiencing the, uh, not that, thrilled about normal human experience. Like <laughs> really kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that is that doesn't flow so well within the human being connection, you know, with the average everyday ordinary situation. So it, I think maybe perhaps someone spoke of that. Um you know, if you go to a party, kind of thing. So the, the gap's somewhere right there of not just sitting there being in silence or being in stillness in the midst of a party, but to flow into that situation. Is that making a connection? Hmm. Can you play the role of the guy at a party and yet there's an awareness of emptiness? But yet the role of being the guy at the party with no attachments, no agenda, a role is being played. Yeah. Yeah. But when he's kind of annoyed with, with like other people's behavior, then in some, some way too much has been invested in the personal because you've lost the perspective that knows that that person who's... A total airhead is me in another form, actually. Yeah. That knowing, not conceptually, but actually knowing that yeah. this is just the divine clay, knowing it, having it kind of integrated, not conceptually. In the same way, movement is integrated. It's not a concept that that's what love is. We need those things to be more integrated. And it seems maybe there's an idea about when other people are being jerks. And what love is, maybe there's still some ideas held there that are interpreting the things as being good or bad or experiences that you like and you don't like. Seems to be something there that the mind has too much of an understanding or aversion of what those things are, whereas the knowing of what they are is an entirely different way to 
to, to feel them. It's like then they're just part of the human that every single thing you're doing is just can't be anything but love because movement is love. It's like it's a no, it becomes a no-brainer. It's not about doing love. And then you can't, yeah. there, there's no preference because love is an entirely different thing. So yeah. No I, gap then. Right. And, I, and, and yeah, when you were speaking, I was feeling that that connection. So I think actually that's most of the time in, those, in, a, in a social situation. <coughs> it's, it, there's an automatic acceptance of what is, and I know everything is me. Yes. And it's yes. very casual and normal yes. and natural. Yes. So I, that's really my way of rolling. I yes. Mean, okay. Typically. So maybe I, I had it. There's a different clarification. Um, I'd like to see love is movement known, where the concept has been upgraded for a knowing, a non-conceptual knowing. Say so yeah, that the first part again. I'd like to see love slash movement. Known, integrated, known. See, I think it's, yeah, I think maybe that's where the gap is because it, it is known. And as I know you understand the, the being pulled out of a knowing or, or pulled out and, and stuck back or, you know, attaching again after being free for a long, long yeah. time. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? How did that happen? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Right. I was not told that would happen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it, it's it feels like that maybe the piece, you know. Yes. Yes. Because I don't need to re-know it. I do know it. Yes. It's something I, I've. But you've held on to the concept rather than resting in the knowing. It's the concept of love which we gives rise to the preference of love. Now we're in that realm. So love. The only type of love is the integrated love as movement. Well, it's the movement part, because yeah. I've been just residing in it. Well, I think this is the other piece, perhaps, is there was, I feel like there was a level, almost stuckness in the, the nothing. Yes. Perhaps some stuckness there. And stayed in that place. And so wanting to bring that into the, with movement not just energetic movement and in a spiritual movement and a shift in space <laughs> but actually physically into a human being vehicle doing ordinary things like an entire situation yes all the way yeah all the way through it's seamless mm-hmm there's no kink in the system. That's where we're going from. It's completely seamless and constant. I think, it, yeah. And other emotions just pass through and nothing sticks. It's seamless. The emptiness outside of all of it. And then that which moves, they don't cancel each other. They don't, they're not, they're not even, it might seem like a paradox to the mind, but there isn't a contradiction at all. Mm-hmm. There isn't. They're both right. there. Here's what will help practically. 
move slower for a few days. Like get up off the chair slower, drive slower, open the car door slower. Oh, people will think I'm like, I'm just not I'm, I'm, I'm to like a ridiculous degree of that yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I want you to get this love is movement as movement is happening. I want that awareness to be there and not to be jilted out by like, hey, how's it going? Like where it's still, uh, the knowing is not thrown off at all. I want you to feel the love and movement as one thing. So if you move really slowly, just for a day or two, yeah. might be even a half an hour. <laughs> Let it, some, some clicking of that needs to happen in the body. Uh, yeah, and it is a physical movement thing. Yes. Yes. That's the another another really big piece of it, honestly, like, so, you know, I'm, I'm pulling together threads of yeah. each person sharing, you know, and one of the first three, I think, of yesterday, even. Um, okay, let me re regroup. What was that? Movement, going slowly, your body. Yeah. Something you heard from yesterday, a thread. What is the dentist? So, mm -hmm. yeah, there's some level of, uh, I, I've watched all my practice, you know, the practices just go. Like, and that's fine. And the, just all of it, even all, quote, work-related desires to do stuff. Um... And the entire bullshit realm of spiritual practices, which we've already gone through the bullshit talk about that, it is how, like, what a pattern and a habit it can be to do this stuff forever in a day. You know, how many spiritual books do you need to read and yeah. workshops? And but it ain't over till it's through? over. Right, and this is part of over... That I'm talking about yeah. <laughs> is this place where, where, where I'm meeting that and going now it's actually time because when I'm in my natural just if I'm not at some spiritual gathering or retreat or something you know I'm just in a I'm, I'm doing my thing and I'm good with myself and yeah. just how I show up like take me as I am kind yeah. of thing and I'm yeah. cool with it yeah. and I feel very loving in that place yes Yes. So there's actually the non-movement that I've been experiencing because I haven't actually physically been doing and moving some. Yes. And so dropping so many of these things, spiritual things in particular, meditation, yoga, it just all had to fall, fall aside to go, now it's time to get out there and do your stuff. Yeah. It's not time to sit and meditate anymore in a yoga class, folks. That's how, you know. Yeah. And that feels so good. Yeah. And I was realizing, I was trying to book some trips, you know, for this summer. And I am signed up for Milan next month. Ah. Is, uh, I started watching, oh, I'm ready to go somewhere this summer. I finally feel like moving. Last yeah. summer, I just didn't really feel like good much. Yeah. 
And I started looking around at different kind of spiritual things to do, like, huh, interesting. And I look back over the last couple of decades, and I only travel for growth and expansion and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's great. I know how to do that and hang in with people that I, you know, yeah. I'm in a resonant vibe with. Yeah. And that's wonderful. And it's also wonderful, like, I, and I hear people going, oh, don't you want to go to France and see this and Italy and see that and this and see that? And like, I have no interest in an old building. I don't care how long it's been there. I just don't care. It's not my thing. But then I started noticing, like, but that is a thing. And, wow, what would it be like to go somewhere and just to do what people do there? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like, you know, and, not, and yes. not participate. That is the spiritual flipping experience, is going to see an, a tower that's leaning. Great. Look at that. <laughs> yes. So really, that's a huge thing. It's not even, I mean, it's, it is funny. It's, a, it's kind of a little funny joke. Yeah. In itself, it's extremely powerful. Yeah. Because then it can really bring it home to really more down to the, the coffee shop is a great trip too, you know? Yes. Yes. Everything and nothing is spiritual. And so the division, it's part of the separation leaving, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. when the spiritual practice falls away, you begin to see, oh my God, everything is spiritual, or it's all not spiritual. It, but but it, spiritual practices, just to put it in a box, that works when we're in separation, you know? We compartmentalize, because our brain is compartmentalized, because separation is running. And it disappears, and it all becomes spiritual. Mm-hmm. Every moment is it's just beautiful. So you're not after experiences anymore, you see. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the falling away of experiences. Yeah. Maybe you'll be of service again. I can feel it, and I'm really allowing it to unfold again. It's in coming, a, yeah. Another way. Yeah. It's coming. The fall, I think. Nice. In another way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let contacts come in, follow little leads, you know. See what see what comes. But some idea will, will, will pop in, yeah. You'll get active again. In the meantime. I'll be, I'll, but I'll smile. Yes. 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 But having your attention on lover's movement, dropping into that frequency of where you know that that is so. That's where I want your awareness to be. So that your body can get that. Your body needs to cop onto that. You know, it needs to go, oh, that's, that's, that's what that is. We need that to drop in at a cellular level, Phil. That's important now. And slow movement will do it because it'll allow your access to be someplace else. And you'll feel the love in every movement. You know, it's like, hey, there it is. Oh my God, it's beautiful. That's not love. How did I think this was not love? I'd like that to happen, you know? Right. Yeah. And then the preference is like, how would there be a preference? It's like, what? Mm-hmm. The division, the division that where preferences arise, mm-hmm. love and not love, that falls away. There's nothing that's not love. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And that's actually the piece where, where I got in a, you know, just part of the journey of learning and education and blah, blah, blah. Also, subcon- you know, very subtly just was doing only, quote, spiritual things. Yes. It was a subtle trap. Yeah. <laughs> but we do it for a while, you know, and, and it makes sense for a while, and it's what you got to do for a while. But, but of course, it falls I mean, away like even, everything else. Yeah. yeah. And then it might come back as, as part of your lifestyle. You know, it's like, oh my God, I'm chanting again. Really? Hmm. And then it goes again, and, you know, just stay open and empty and vigilance to make sure that you're always... There's always awareness of the biggest, biggest picture that's accessible to you. That's the job. Mm-hmm. And then the lifestyle just kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, that's been the gap. I mean, I just got blasted into unconditional love. Sure. 20 years ago. Sure. And I get it. I know it. It never left me. Yeah. Like I palpably know it. Yeah. It's just uh, got a little bit on the... Parallel sidetrack. Yeah, it happens. That's the ride. Thank you. Gives us some wisdom. Thank you, too. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I'll see you in Italia. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Great. Thank you, folks, for coming this weekend. We've gone a little bit over. An enormous thank you to the two women who had this mad idea to set this going. Kathleen is clapping for herself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys. Thank you guys. (laughs) It's lovely. Thank you so much, really. Beautifully done. Even the, the touch of bringing food in so we could just keep stewing, you know, it worked a treat, the whole thing, well done. Um, the idea is thrown out there to do this quarterly that we would do for a year. So if people are interested, we might get that going. Um, um, that's it, really. If you can want to work with you one-on-one. Yes, Mr. Manager. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I do Skypes. It's at, my, at the jackokeefe.com, it's, there's something on the top saying schedule private time with Jack or something like that. If you click that, it brings you to a website where you see my schedule and it turns into a time zone that's your time zone, wherever your computer is, is, uh, is synced with. And, um, and yeah, we see each other on Skype and do some work. Some people do half an hour, some people do an hour, some people dip in as they need, some people do regularly once a month. It's up to you. It's just another thing that's there. I don't see seeing people in person, even if they live a couple of miles down the road. I see them only on Skype. Uh, what else, Mr. Manager? Your retreats in Milan and in the sand. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to travel much this year. Um, yeah, so in May, myself and Phil will be hanging out in Milan. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a weekend in Milan. I don't even know it's translated. I mean, everything is so laid back in Italy. It's like, is this still happening? Like, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure it is. But. I'm sure you won't be speaking Italian. 
No, I won't. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. And then it's October in the SAND conference. And I think actually the weekend before I'm doing something in maybe, I don't know, is it Berkeley or San Jose or, oops, it's not confirmed yet, but there will be something a few days before the SAND conference. The second last weekend or whatever it is in October in, at the SAND conference in San Jose, and then a weekend, an intensive weekend, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. That's, that's kind of a good one, actually, in Carlsbad, Southern California, the last weekend in October. In October. And that's it then until February in Kashi next year. Mm -hmm. Sebastian, it's, a, it's about Kashi and Sebastian, yeah. That's the residential one, yeah. That's in February sometime, early February. Yeah, yeah. Just south of Melbourne, Florida. Yeah, just south of Melbourne. And Diane is the coordinator of Kashi. Diane there in the corner, the black and white top. So she's, uh, she can give you an email if somebody needs something around that. Okay, that's the, that's the story. The Did I miss something? Do you read it into the audio yeah. with your voice? It's me. Yeah. We did it open air at the foot of Arunachala. Oh, lovely. Which was like, it's a freaking mosquito, turn it off again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny listening to it because all of a sudden you hear, I think, rain and then birds and. Yeah. It's great. The background, yeah, <laughs> and just outside and, yeah. yeah. The audio of Born to be Free. The audio of it. Yes, Danny. When can we access um, the recordings from Toronto? Yeah, it depends on the sound engineer. <coughs> Toronto, that should be nearly ready. That should be ready in about a week. And for tonight, is it Yeah, it's going to Yeah, you can sign up if you want these ones. Um, and I just put them in one piece and press stop now, actually.